Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. That's all he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Hey there, guys. It's Mark Adam from the Paranting Podcast. Join me and my co-host, Katie G, every week for a brand new episode. We talk about parenthood and kids. We talk about it from every single angle. We talk about the lows, the highs, the laughs, and the cries. Join us. Subscribe wherever fine podcasts are found. And don't forget to join our community. You can start by visiting us on Facebook, facebook.com slash parenting. It's like parenting with an A in the middle because we like to rant about stuff. Anyway, you get it. We'll see you there. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true, star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue. Hi there, this is T. Johnny with Quirky and or Queer, a podcast about otherness. Join me as I interview people in the community. I talk to musicians, community workers, artists, comedians, and even my mother about otherness. How does this shape their careers, their romantic pursuits, creative projects, and shape their overall worldview? There are lots of laughs, plenty of tender moments, and some deep conversations. Find Quirky and or Queer on your favorite podcast app. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is a podcast where I usually have my friends, comedians, and various guests on, and we talk about life over a couple drinks. And I'm your host, Sarah. I hope you liked my new, very energetic intro. I have a very special episode coming your guys' way this week. So as you might know, if you're a regular listener, or if you're someone who doesn't skip the ads at the beginning of podcasts, you might know about Intoxicated Reviews. Well, back when I started Intoxicated, I did an episode, I think it was episode six, that was all about one of my favorite shows, The Leftovers. It's an HBO show. It's only three seasons. It's amazing. It's one of my favorites. And I did an episode dedicated to essentially recapping season one and two. So this was early on in the days of Intoxicated. And I did that episode with my friends Corey and Evan. And it was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed doing it. So much so that we decided how cool would it be to have a separate intoxicated podcast dedicated to TV and movies. And at that time, we decided what we would do is each week we would review and recap an episode of The Leftovers because at the time, season three was just coming out. So we actually did an episode for every single episode of season three of The Leftovers. And this was between me, Corey, and Evan. 
and we kept going with it. We kept doing more TV and movie reviews, and eventually it got to be too much for me to do running two podcasts a week. It was just insane. I knew that Corey loved doing it, and he knows so much about TV and movies. This was his thing, and so Corey then took over Intoxicated Reviews, which was amazing because he just ran with it, and he made it his own, and it's been going ever since. It's actually going to be coming up pretty soon, probably on two years for that podcast as well. So this week, we have... Mr. Corey West from Intoxicate Reviews on the podcast. Now, Corey has done a bunch of intoxicated episodes here and there. I believe at the end of 2017, we did a year in review, which was just he and I. That was very focused on TV and movies and pop culture. We did movie group episodes for a while there where we essentially made fun of bad movies. He was also on the Christmas episode I did back in December. But this is the first true nitty gritty intoxicated solo episode that Corey has done. So very low on the movie talk. I think we talk about it a bit, but nothing specific. It's more about him. So we really get to know Corey in this episode. It's really weird to interview a close friend. And also for a while now, we do Patreon bonus episodes as well, which are pretty casual episodes with Corey and I on Patreon. I think I just posted episode 20. So it was cool to switch gears and go full in interview on this one and dive deep into the mind and the life of Corey West. We talked about his childhood, his sort of more complicated family dynamics and how that shaped his life. And also we get into some really funny childhood stories. A lot of them are about growing up in a small town and drinking and injuries. It's really great. I've been wanting Corey to tell these stories on the podcast ever since I started it. So this episode was a long time coming, but I'm really glad it happened. I really hope you guys enjoy it and you get to know Corey more. Corey's doing awesome things on Intoxicated Reviews. He is always coming up with really cool segments to do based on various movies. He does a regular segment called 90s Proof with stand-up comedian Brian Thompson, who is one of the funniest comedians in the province. So it's pretty for freaking great. He does a fantastic job on that podcast and I'm so proud that we kept reviews going and it's only going to get better going forward. So obviously, please check out that channel. It is a separate feed called Intoxicate Reviews hosted by Corey and he releases every Wednesday or Thursday. So guys, I hope you like it. I had a blast. I'm so thankful to have a podcasting partner in crime and such a good friend in my life. This episode was recorded really late at night and it's a very long one. So I'm going to just quickly let you know where you can find us on social media. That is Facebook and Instagram and Toxicated Podcast on Twitter in underscore Toxicated. You can check out our website. It is intoxicatedpodcast.com. You can email any questions or feedback to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon page. That's patreon.com backslash intoxicated. We do bonus episodes, early access, and once we get more Patreons, we will be doing more stuff. So if you are interested, you can donate anywhere from a dollar to $20 a month to support the show. And of course, make sure you are subscribed to both this podcast and Intoxicated Reviews. You can leave an iTunes rating or review. That always is helpful. And spread the intoxicated love by telling a friend about the podcast. Quick reminder that I am doing a comedy live stream on Saturday, April 6th. That's going to be a shit ton of fun. I'm working on confirming guests for that. 
Essentially, it's just going to be a party in my living room with a bunch of comedians and booze. What can go wrong? Probably a lot, but that's the joy of drunk live streaming, I guess. So do make note of that date if you want to check out the comedy live stream. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. At this point, you're just going to have to search Intoxicated on YouTube because we don't have a custom URL yet. Got to get to 100 subscribers for that. So subscribe on YouTube, please. That'd be amazing. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoy this awesome episode with my podcasting partner, and my good friend, Corey West. This is very serious. Yes. Be serious. We have company. We are, it feels like a bonus episode. Um, <laughs> it's weird for me to treat it not like a bonus episode. I know, I know. You could get this all the time, really. Headphones <laughs> 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 fell off. <laughs> I meant, like, you with Patreon, you can get this time. conversation all the time. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a, a plug for... for Reviews and Patreon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. a little bit. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Went really low for that one. Welcome <laughs> back. I wanted to do like some sort of really energetic intro for you, but <laughs> I think we're both tired. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, it is a tired one. I was like, I like for the podcast, I always kind of build myself up, mm. but I was like, if anybody heard me, like. Five minutes ago, I was like, okay, you ready to do this? And then I feel like I have to be on. Like I'm, I know. I'm it's a little bit of a transition sometimes. Yeah, it's all good, though. It's yeah. Good. I actually start doing this thing where I record like a couple minutes of us just... Like, I'll just start recording yeah. while I'm chatting with a guest yeah. and like keep some of that in because it's actually sometimes like really good stuff. Actually, it's hilarious. Um, yeah. I do that with Bryant a lot, too. I'll just start rolling way before he knows we're rolling and some of the yeah. funniest things he says are before he thinks we're even rolling so i know right yeah. we should just record people without their consent all the time <laughs> yeah, that's it. that'll become our thing we have such high morals here on intoxicated but guys you probably know this guy more than likely probably you, yeah like maybe i well, don't I mean, know maybe for one um, you've done a lot of intoxicated episodes. For yeah. two, your ad is on my show every week. That's very true. That so very if true. if you fucking listened and talks, like you must know, we're here with Corey West. Boom! Ooh, boom! Put a, That's me. I want to put an applause uh, effect. Oh, or nice. maybe a boom. I don't know. A, yeah. I'll see how I feel when I'm editing. Yeah, maybe just come up with a few different ones. See how it's. I actually feels. found this like YouTube playlist that's like sitcom noises. Amazing! Oh, we uh, may need a laugh track for this. There's a laugh. Oh my god, a Chuck Lorre laugh track on Corey West's episode. That's a, we should be so ironic. Another. We should do totally a different episode with like comedians or the comedian live stream you're talking about <laughs> and then put in a laugh track in and just make it as cheesy as possible or the boobs <laughs> or like uh crickets mm. mm-hmm. i put one of the sounds in on the most recent episode when I, or no it was the episode with shannon mm-hmm. um when i was talking about my date and she was like ask me how the date what and then put- i put a record scratch and then <laughs> he wanted to just be friends and then i put oh in that the- sound <laughs> In the past on Intoxicated Reviews, I've used a record scratch and I've used an applause. Because Bryant literally said, insert an applause in this spot. Yeah, I love that. I love... Oh, please stay on my lap. That would be amazing. Yeah, my cat is... uh, If you just curl right up on there, I will not have any problem with that. Oh, these bagels work in your leg. Oh my God, this is the best day. I'm just not going to move because I'm enjoying this so much. Um, Obviously, guys, like I said, you probably already know. But you are... You're the host... Of intoxicated reviews. Intoxicated. Yes, I took it over like the pirates in Captain Captain Phillips. 
I was going to say hook. <laughs> I like that podcast because originally that podcast was started by you. I'm not well, in every episode. Let's give them. Well, actually, first, first and foremost, yeah. we are drinking. Oh yes, we are drinking. Um, and this was your choice, but I also feel like <laughs> the choice of your oh, diet. Can I bring? Yes, I have to bring this up because it's so funny. Because we should also talk about that. I've been dodging the one-on-one like you intoxicated main episode for, for over two years. I know, yeah. fucker. So I've been doing I've been doing the the, uh, the bonus episodes, which you can get on Patreon. But I've been dodging these. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna have the best drink possible. For yeah, that. yeah, so yeah. I was like, I was going all over. It's like I really like Negronis. Negronis are amazing. Maybe I'll do beer because I'm a I love love craft beer. You do. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll throw her for a curveball and do something like kind of really out there, like a pink lady, which I made one of those. Ooh, tonight. what's a pink lady? A pink lady is cream, Blah. egg white, but I usually don't use egg white, but they, old school bartending rules calls for egg white, uh, grenadine, and gin. That actually sounds delicious. The cream Tastes like might not. Loops. Like, ooh, yeah. yum. Yeah, we well, do well. I usually do lactose milk anyway. Oh, I, oh, perfect. Because yeah. lactose milk tastes just like regular you, milk. You cannot tell the difference. I yeah. if you did a taste test. There's no difference. That's uh, but with all that being said, I feel bad because I finally agreed to come on, and I have boring <laughs> vodka soda with uh, lime, and I I have mint, some uh, mint as well, which just, adds a great touch. Yeah, which it's the Sarah drink, but you classify it. <laughs> I had to throw some type of spin on it because right now I'm doing keto. So all the all the fancy and fun drinks I can't have right now. So which really sucks for you. It really does. And the thing that's a little that kind of I wouldn't say sucks, but kind of affects everything is I drink them like they're nothing. Like oh, I go through them like yeah. crazy, and then I wake up and I'm like, oh shit! Like I drank a lot last. Welcome night. to my life. I know <laughs> it's it's the best drink and the worst drink at the same time because yeah. it's so easy to drink. Mm. Um, and it never upsets my stomach. Like I never get nauseous on it. Yeah, or anything. Yeah, it's like, true. and it's like there's not a lot of calories in it too, which is good. I'm so used to drinking like craft beer, so it's like I drink this like it is soda water, but it does have vodka in it. So it does have the vodka. Yeah. So I wish I could do something a little bit uh, more out well, there, but you know, that was the intent when I started the show. But I've come to realize that really, it's just as long as there's booze. Yeah, it just it just enhances the uh, the, the experience, the, the, the conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also we have a crackling TV fire going. Yes, let's see if I can get a little bit of this. It's just. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's some crackle. Yes. Um. Because even though it's spring, Corey's still treating it like it's Christmas time. <laughs> I hate Christmas. I know you If do. you listen to the podcast, <laughs> you know I've been on two I hate Christmas rants on the do, podcast. Do you know how many episodes you have done? Well. On an, on my channel. No. do You don't know, though, either. I mean, we could probably figure it out. It'd be tough because you have to factor in the movie group as well. And those are. Yeah. So. So we did the Oscar episode. That was the first intoxicated episode that aired. It wasn't the first recorded, but that was the Oscar, the the first movie group Oscar episode. Mm-hmm. Then we each got a pick with the movie group. And we went once around through that. Plus. Wait, what were all the movie group episodes? This might be fun. Let's this go may back. be fun. This may be tedious, too. Uh, the first one was The Room. The very first movie group one, because I picked The Room. 
Which was the unintentional movie group one because we weren't officially the oh, movie group. Officially the movie group. We kept being like, oh, well, this is the movie group back. We're co- hey, suggest new names for us or we'll come up with a new one and it just stuck. <laughs> movie group. So, movie group, uh, which I kind of grew to love um, <laughs> that name. So so it was The Room. It was Fantastic Foreskin. Oh, we drank Foreskin. But <laughs> it was Fantastic Four. Uh, I, what was your first pick? She's all that. Was that your first pick? I think. Okay. Okay. So Evan picked Fantastic Four. Yeah. What was Jen's? Ernest Goes to Camp, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, it was Ernest Goes to Camp. Yeah, that would be three. Yeah. And then maybe it was She's All That. that. Then we did a Reddit Gets to Pick oh, the Movie. Double down. Double down. <laughs> and then it was like, it was actually like, surprisingly I put out there, I was like, I have a podcast. This is it. Uh, people upvote what movie you think we should do next and usually self-promotion on reddit gets you killed but i got no negative like a lot it's of it's almost like a discussion yeah you're, you're almost like creating a discussion around it you cool. should do that for reviews more because it worked yeah. it worked that time it would yeah, probably it work again yeah even oh, if yeah. you just say like we do this even if you said made it a general post and just said i have a, a podcast and we like to review bad movies yeah suggest your best bad movie yeah and like you could get a bunch of suggestions yeah that's very true mm. or even a 90s movie because of the 90s proof. but 90s um, or 80s yeah so that was the first go around then it came back to me and i did birdemic so then we're at six then it was evan and then evan did evil bomb evil bomb and then John did Courage Mountain. Courage Mountain, and then was that it? I think that was it because okay. we we announced we were going to do you announced we were going to do Tremors, but mm. we kind of disbanded a little bit. I still that. think that has to happen somehow. I like I'm almost going to like steal that and put it on mm-hmm. top shelf because I love that needs Tremors. to be a top shelf movie. Yeah, I I please, please you please. I think the other day and I said the next top shelf one I've already picked out so I'm gonna say it right here I can no. tell you what it's gonna be uh, it's uh I want to do clerks so. oh perfect I've never seen clerks I know and we, so that would be perfect I tried to get you to watch it but then you had that like what was it well like? first of all you gave me a DVD which those are <laughs> archaic now <laughs> very true like what's the modern day equivalent of giving someone a DVD sending them a link to a streaming site I don't even know because people still kind of send links. Like I feel like it would be like send somebody like a a win zip file. <laughs> win zip. <laughs> That's what I feel like it would be. But uh, yeah, no, it's um, yeah. I gave you the DVD and it was regionally locked for you or yeah, something. I kept saying that it couldn't play in my region. Yeah, which was and and you were just like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, we're both in the same region. How does this make any sense? <laughs> Yeah, so Clerks, that's awesome. I've never seen Clerks. Well, that, but that actually so and then re- I I watched I think I originally said this in the first top shelf. I watched the movie Clerks and movie in the movie Fight Club. Every week I watched both of them for like over 2 years I watched. Them. That's insane. Yeah. I love those two movies, and I constantly just would watch them over and over and over. It's insane to me that I haven't seen them yet. I must have at some point. Just I forget. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Clerks is not really like it's a. It made Kevin Smith, but I I feel like a lot of people haven't seen it. Mm. It's a very odd independent movie, but it's one. It's it kind of where like Fight Club made me fall in love with storytelling, but also the visual art of film yeah clerks made me fall in love with 
more so the storytelling and how characters and interactions mm. mean a lot because that movie it's pretty poorly acted visually it has not really a lot to offer but like isn't it black and white it's black and white but it's just the the dialogue is amazing and it really made me appreciate that dialogue means so much to a movie so Mm. we'll get into that next time i I, I do clerks like yeah top shelf and i like the idea of um well i mean because with the fight club one I hadn't seen Fight Club. You yeah. and Evan had and loved it. Yes. And yeah. I watched it for the first time the night before. Yeah. And like, it was just an interesting It was a con- idea. Yeah. Like, of someone seen a movie that you love so much. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. And I think kind of why I held back on doing another Top Shelf. I, I, I really struggle over the movies. I, I say that. I don't know if you've done one Top Shelf. But with Fight Club, there's so much to talk about because that movie... There's so much symbolism and like behind like, yeah. Yeah. And actually Fight Club today is kind of an amazing film to watch on like toxic masculinity. I don't know why I can't say that. I can't say that word because I'm a male and my hormones won't let me, (laughs) won't let me say it right. But uh, it's such a like, it's such a, uh, I think relevant movie to watch right now. Hey, uh, that I I have a surprise segment coming up later. Oh, okay, okay. Um, nice. That I didn't tell you about. That I'm no. like, he's either going to be really pissed at me oh, or he's going to love this. <laughs> no, you're not going to be pissed, I don't think. Nice. I feel like <clears throat> if I was going to piss you off, it would have happened already in our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I think we're past that. Friendship origin, though. We do normally do it. For, I, we've talked about it before. Yeah. But we, talk about we it, met uh, 2014? Yep. Yeah, Probably around there, yeah. Yeah, we kind of have, I guess our friends group is kind of, we have an extended friends group that kind of interacts, I guess. Yeah, I, I just essentially started going to trivia. Um, and you, you've you been going to trivia for a long ass time. Yeah, I couldn't even you, say how. Like, it's it's been, yeah, very, very long. And time. you've seen many friend groups come and go. Oh, yeah. From the weekly trivia oh, yes, team. Oh, yes, yeah. What's that like for you? Is that weird? It is kind of, it's more weird looking back on it because it literally, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's literally like different friends groups that have come in and out because of different times. Like I think it all started with me and Norm and funny enough, Norm is, it started with me, Norm and a friend of ours, Toph, but. Holy crap. Toph was in, during trivia too? Like, well, it all started on one night. I think Toph went the first night with me and Norm. Mm. And we went to Rock Bottom, where the trivia is, and uh, that was like the first, the first trivia group. And then Norm, Norm is the trivia host now. Like it's it's been like kind of like so weird that like he's gone from just playing to like being the host. And like there's been so many different teams. Like there's been teams that have been like me and like literally a couple on my team together, or like. And me and Norm went through a bunch of different teams and for a while Norm went back to school and then it was all his people he was going to school with and me like it's kind of an odd when you really break it down it's kind of a very odd uh it's kind of poetic that you're the only steadfast person yeah yeah I well I love I love trivia like which that's, is funny too I have a master list of pretty much all the names we've ever used for trivia oh my god that's insane yeah which that's over like it's got to be it's got to be close to because that's ten years. Th- three years. names for three, like three, 
Yeah. Three, three yeah. names each week. Yeah. Because we do a different name for every round, which yes. is kind of madness, to be honest. Oh, yeah. It's kind of insane. That's kind of unheard of, I think, <laughs> in trivia. Yeah. We had to tone it down because people started getting really offended by our team names. Well, we're not so bad anymore, I don't think. No, we're not that Although bad. Although Norm refuses to read them every now and then. Yeah. Ones I don't even think are that bad. I, was, I wish I had an example off the top of my head. There's one that you wouldn't read. I was like, what? Was that the... Um, fuck. Uh, oh, a star is... Stillborn? He read that one out. I mean, what? I get it. Yeah. I get it. I wish I had... But yeah. still, it's not that bad. Born Again. I'm trying to think of classic team names. Not necessarily offensive ones, but ones that, that I can come off the top of my head, like Boys to Menstruation, um, Born Again Christian Slater. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I, I don't know. We had a bunch of hilarious ones, so... And then what's odd, too, is, is that for so long... Trivia was every week. Ooh. Every well, yeah. every single Tuesday. I think it happens, though. We had kind of... Usually, like I said, if you go over the, the trivia years, there's been times where people have dropped off and then it just kind of... I don't know. Trivia just kind of Life? fizzled out for a few weeks. Like, a it few happened weeks? To, it was two months! Yeah, for us, <laughs> it did fizzle out for a while. And, we uh, went two months without going. Yeah, but we're back. We're back at we're it. We're back at it. But I, we used to, Tuesday used to be the night. Like, we go to trivia, drink, go across the street, drink till like two. Like Seriously, it, almost every single week. Yeah. I don't know how I did that. I know. And I, know. I did that working a job that was like way more intense than my job is now. And you had to get up early, I think? For early-ish. Yeah. A lot of times. Ooh. But a lot of times I would purposely make my schedule so that I would be working <laughs> at noon. Nice. That's perfect. On Wednesdays. Yeah. Because no one wanted the noon shifts. Everybody wanted like the nine to five. And always Tuesday nights would be like, it could go like haywire. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a weird way of saying it. But like oh, any God, Tuesday yeah. night, we could just be blitzed out of nowhere. Like just like. And some were more chill. Yeah. Yeah. Some were sure. more drunken. We do cash in nights. Oh yeah, those are always where we cash in our winnings on one night. Yeah, we save all our um, our gift cards we won from trivia, and then literally cashing them in. Usually, like I don't, I don't know how high it's gotten in the past. It's probably been some seven hundred dollar nights, like, like just coupons and stuff. Like it's kind it, of, it's insane. Yeah, I feel like it took you a while to be down with the Sarah. I don't think so. No, we had a pretty. I don't know. I think well, we, we connected over lost. kind of pod, lost and podcast kind of. Yeah, yeah. Also, oddly. Yeah, no, I was fine. I think. I think there was something like I feel like we had friends that were just like thought that we wouldn't like each other, kind of thing. That happens to me way too much. I know. By the way, because Dan didn't think me and Andrew Vaughn would get along. Oh well, Andrew's I'm just awesome. like, do people think I'm that unlikable? What's it's unlikable. Here? I think maybe personality clashes. Because I think back, I don't know. I think there's reasons why Dan probably thought you and Andrew wouldn't get along. But I mean, I want to know what they are. I cannot wait to ask him someday. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, well, it's the same I thing. Don't that get probably, it. Like, Me and Andrew are like really good friends now. I think probably it's probably around the same reasons that like what was said on the podcast by the boys club on like high button or whatever. It's probably like, that's why he probably didn't think. Cause Andrew's hilarious, but he, he says what he wants to say kind of thing. Right. Like he has an edgier humor. So I think maybe that's why, but maybe. I don't know who knows, but we, we've Everybody talked cares. about in the past. Like I, I'm a pretty much, I'm a first 
impressions person, a very heavy first impressions person. Like if I don't like you on the first when the first time I meet you, chances are intimidating as fuck. (laughs) Just the way I like it. Have you always been that way? Um, yeah, probably. I'm pretty much. (laughs) I don't know. First impressions, yeah, first impressions are big with me. They always have been big with me. But what if someone's drunk or like sad or like having a bad day? Like that's not the accurate portrayal of a person. I don't. Who are you? Like lobbying for somebody? <laughs> <laughs> like have I done somebody wrong? Kind of thing? I don't think so. Actually, yeah. No, I. I don't know. I usually. It depends. If I usually don't meet too many people that are like hammered. I. I'll give. I don't really. I'll. I'll save my first impressions when I feel like I got an accurate gauge on the person. But it's just. I think I'm a pretty good judge of character and I'm a pretty good first impressions person. And I think there's a lot to be said about somebody's personality of what they show you like right out of the gates. That's because, actually very true. Because if a lot of people, and I, I probably do it too, but if they meet you for the first time, people want to convey something to you. Usually if they, if they meet you. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's not fake, but uh, I mean, sorry, that's not real. It's like they're kind of putting on a demeanor that's a little bit put on, which is fine. But I think I can tell from first impression demeanor what type of personality you are. Like if you're mm. trying to impress me, then you're an insecure person. If you're trying to be like an asshole to me right out of the gates, and I don't think I'm an asshole to people right out of the gates. I was like, oh, you're trying to like be an alpha around me. Like, I don't know. Ooh, it's just... yeah. It's stuff like that, like, and it's a case-to-case thing, but and maybe I'm wrong, but that's I, I feel like I can tell a person what how they are just by the way they act the first time. You can sense like. genuineness. Yeah, yeah, because I think there was a guy, and I can't remember his name, and I won't say it on the podcast if I remember, but there's one guy that came out that was uh, a friend of, I think, Danielle's and a friend of yours. Oh, yes, okay. And... People didn't think I like him because he was very loud or whatever. But I'm like, no, he's being a genuine person and he was very nice. Um, but he was loud and having a good time. And people were like, oh, you must hate him. I'm like, no, he was a very genuine person. He's very Did you nice. Only, are you only saying that because he bought you drinks? No, I didn't remember <laughs> that he bought me drinks. Yeah. Uh, no. I've hated people that have bought me drinks. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck. Sorry, I don't know if this purring's coming Oh, no, it's fucking adorable. <laughs> That's my cat. Oh, yeah. he is such a daddy's boy. He he's a huge daddy's boy. He um, basically uh, right after I got him, Jen went away for like a week, and so he really bonded with me. So now Aww. he's pretty much my cat. He's such a little. I, we should say Harry is a Sphinx cat. Yes. Um, and good. you've had Harry for how long? Uh, almost a year. Like mm. like eight months or something like that now. He, um, we got him because Jen is severely allergic to, to cats. Um, turns out she is severely allergic to him and has to take a bunch of pills to be around him anyway, but we're keeping him. He's way too cute. Not I don't to. like it when people are like, I'm allergic to cats, so I'll never, it's like, there's ways around it. Yeah. Well, you can do it. That's why we got a Sphinx cat. Cause we're like, oh, allergic to the dander in the, in the hair. Nope. She is allergic to the saliva, which we did not saliva. know. Saliva? Did not Because for some people, it's the cat scratches. Yeah. Like when the cat like, scratches you or something. Well, I think that, I think that's, I don't think people are allergic to cat scratches. The things with cat scratches, what I, what I've heard is that it's because they're in their litter box. So they have bacteria on their claws. So when they scratch you, that's like you 
you it's like called cat scratch fever like oh you my can gosh. get a, an infection or it just gets really red almost instantly but mm. but you've been did you grow up with pets yes i i, I always had dogs like i it's like there's pictures of me as like four or five with like we used to have these three german shepherds and yeah i've always had dogs like oh wow growing up i've always had cats and dogs like my at the mom. same time yeah yeah hmm. um yeah and i it's so it's this is terrible to say but there's always cats there's always dogs but I kind of like I love my cat now. Harry's amazing. He's my cat, but I fought I do, don't technically want pets anymore. I'm kind of over pets. Mm. Um just cuz I don't know as a kid just I over that like I don't know why it's I guess it's my personality. Um I overthink everything. Everything I do I overthink. So I look at him and I'm just like I love you so much. You're going to break my heart so I bad one day when you pass know. away. And I can't get past, like as a kid, I feel like I've just traumatized that I've had so many pets and so many pets die that I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go through that anymore. Yeah. Um, but this little guy, he's amazing. Um, I'm glad I have him. But like, yeah, I've had dogs. I've had cats. I had a snake. You had a snake? I had an albino oh, corn snake. Holy it was, shit, I never knew this. Yeah, it was red and white. It was me and my old roommates. I used to live with this uh, girl and we had a... Um, like I say, live with this girl. Like we were just roommates, but yeah, we had an albino corn. <laughs> I would snake. die if you were like we did. We were in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> like you just dropped this bomb that's like no. so out of nowhere. Yeah, You're no, so not quite. Uh, We had this albino corn snake, so it was red and white with red eyes. Ooh, crazy Sanji, and it was uh, yeah, it was awesome. The only thing that's kind of the, like the one thing I didn't like, I didn't mind so much because I didn't have to feed it live mice because i couldn't do that like i love animals too much but i used we used to have to feed it fetal mice so it's basically like fetal mice like not developed like a not fully developed mouse fetus jesus christ and you can buy them yeah buy them at the pet store but you have to keep them refrigerated so we'd have people over and they'd be like (laughs) what is this and be like oh my god you have a bag full of like like yeah you gotta label that chick correctly yeah exactly please do not touch or open <laughs> avoid at all costs please yeah but i mean i've like i where i lived in liverpool like we had like a pretty we had like eight acres so we always had pets like dogs that country boy here. kind of i mean i'm from montreal but i grew up oh, yeah. in liverpool. how long how long did you live in montreal Till I was five, but I used to go back every summer for a long time. Like I spend my summers there. Do you remember much about it? Oh yeah, I still remember. Um, I I mean to get really deep into. I guess it's pack. I <laughs> for, been I waiting mean, for this for two years. Yes, that's it. Um, I guess my <laughs> my life is like I don't know. My family situation is a little weird, and it's like I say all these things, and then I have to explain them because right. they won't make sense to the, the regular person, but. I was uh, creating a test tube, and I'm just kidding. Um, my uh, my mom, my biological mother, had me when I was uh, very young. Um, when she was very young. When she was very young, yeah. <laughs> I was very young, too, when I was conceived. Um, and had me, uh, and basically she was going to university, and she's like, I don't think I can care for, for me, myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so she 
gave like basically gave me to my grandfather to be like, can you take care of him? So my grandfather at the time had a, a girlfriend um, and they took care of me for a long time. And then I kind of went back and forth a little bit. Like I would go back with my mom and then I would go with my grandfather and his girlfriend and back with my mom. Um, and eventually I went back with my grandfather and his girlfriend and they were like, okay, like we're gonna, we're gonna get custody of you. I always tell like, people, this is it. This is the, like, like we're not doing this. Like right. we, we were, we've kind of raised them a lot. So that caused some obvious tension in my, in my family. But right. he was based because also you got to figure the factor in my grandfather. He he had a my like my my mom's grand uh, my mom's mom and my mom's father it was my grandfather my grandmother they were separated so and I don't know my grandfather he's the first to say he's kind of a he was a railroad man and he uh, he probably he slept around quite a bit and stuff. And so I don't think their divorce was too amicable, but, um, so they didn't really like each other. And then, so it kind of drove a wedge more between my family. Like me, I, I drove more of a wedge because it became eventually because my grandfather was like, okay, like me and my girlfriend, uh, who is Nikki, who is, well, I'll I'll talk more about her once (laughs) keep talking about, sorry, but yeah, it basically, He's like, okay, we're not doing this back and forth. We raised him most his life. We're going to get like legal guardian, uh, legal guardianship. I think it's called. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. So there was kind of court battle, and there was always like it was weird li- as a kid because I would live in this kind of world of like my my grandfather and his girlfriend being like, like if somebody shows up maybe they'll try to like kidnap you and take you back. Oh my God. And stuff like I lived. And I don't know how much of that was true or not true. Were and, you scared as a kid? Uh, like, did that no, freak you out? Not really. Mm. I, I, I don't remember it freaking me out. Right. Um, at all. So, and I, I should say I never knew my father as, as well. So, I mean, uh, that's kind of a, can I ask a question about that? And yeah. you don't have to answer. If you don't want to, no, no. but yeah. what were you told about him? Um, nothing really I was told about him. Um, my mom one, my mom one day said, like, she's like, I'll, if anything you want to know about him, you, you can know about him. Mm. And I was like, okay. And I was like, tell you the truth, I, I really don't care. Um, it's weird. Like a lot of people like Jen and, I don't know, feel like always kind of bring up and not in a bad way, but they feel like, and I get that like people have father issues or like abandonment issues. But the great thing about my life is that, and I'll talk more about it, but well, to quickly set it up, like I said, my family life is kind of, you need a flow chart. We need to make a flow chart for them. (laughs) So eventually I will say my grandfather and his girlfriend got leading legal guardianship of me. And I say my grandfather's girlfriend because I consider her my like mother as well. She's not my biological mother, but she raised me. She did. Yeah. And even after my grandfather and her separated, um, they were still extremely close, but I stayed with her. Like she became the person who raised me. And so she had kids from a a previous marriage. Uh, So I know I always consider them my brothers and sisters, even though they're significantly older than I am. Um, They're my brothers and sisters. So, Right. Uh, where was I going to go with this? How many? Oh, okay. How many so, siblings? 
so I have from my biological mother, I have a sister, I guess a half sister, but a sister. And through my, my mom, who my legal guardian mom, Nikki, I have a brother and a sister. Right. So, so this was back to my point about the father thing. Like people always like, do you have abandonment issues? Do you, is there something that like you don't have father around? I was like, tell you the truth. No, because my grandfather was basically raised me. Like, right. He was that father. figure. He was that father figure that was like cool, but he was also like the disciplinarian a little bit, but he wasn't like that bad, but he was like a father figure. But my brother from, uh, my like, uh, uh, guardianship side, he was older than me, but he did the father things. Like he did the catch and he did the, I take, I'll take you to like go see wrestling at the forum in Montreal or I go take you see hockey games. Like he filled that void. And I was like, I don't care who my dad was. Like he's probably in a bad, a tough situation as well. Like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. He was probably very young as well. And, and whatever. And like, and that's the thing too. I don't hold any ill will towards him, but I was like, I don't care because I never had that void. I always had a father figure in my life. I don't necessarily need a father. Like I never had that. I'm just like, no, it's cool. I've always had my grandfather. I've always had my brother, Bobby. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't didn't miss that influence because you had those influences. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. And I, I pretty much, I've seen, I kind of accidentally saw who he is. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think like all signs point to I'm 99% sure it was him. But uh, a couple of years ago, my mom and my sister came to visit me in Halifax and um, we took a picture and then that picture was put online and then somebody liked it. And then I looked at who liked it and the guy looked pretty much identical to what, what I looked like. What the fuck? I never knew about this. Yeah. Yeah. But I never contacted him or anything. I was like, okay, cool. Like, But you remember the name? I do, yes. Okay, yeah. do you still creep? No, no, no. I you, like I saw him that one time. They I creeped him one other time. I was just like, oh, I wonder what was that like though. Like, like honestly though, like that's that's insane. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm like kind of a robot when it comes to stuff like that. Like to be a hundred percent honest, it didn't really affect me at all. I was like, oh, he doesn't look as wealthy as I would like him to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I think, we'll I say, think the thing is with like when you don't know who your dad or mom is there's always that thing of like do i have half siblings out there that i've never like yeah that's a thing with a lot of people right they yeah they, they wonder about that like i guess yeah i never really <clears throat> i think i probably thought about it here and there but i don't know i have my family and i'm i'm cool with that like i don't know i don't need that i mean that being said <clears throat> excuse me if uh I mean, it'd be probably cool to be like, oh yeah, I do have brothers and sisters, but I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't plague me if I, I don't really think about it. Well, that's kind of good in a way. So I, back to, I, back to the whole legal guardianship thing. And it was kind of a, a situation where, like I said, like I was all, and I think that was kind of eighties panic. Like you, my, especially like Nikki, my, my guardian mom, she, uh, she probably was just like watch too many unsolved mystery cases and was just like, oh, make sure they don't like come and kidnap you or whatever. Right. Because Paranoia. I think, and I remember her telling me that as well recently. Um, well, I shouldn't say recently. She passed away last year, but... Um, Somewhat recently. Yeah. Be, or I, I shouldn't even say recently, but before, but she'd always be like, if I never won that case to of legal guardianship, 
I probably would have put you in a car and we would have drove away together. <sighs> yeah. And at the time, it was like, I was old. I was young, but old enough to, I remember having to talk to a judge and stuff and tell them what I wanted. And I was like, I want to stay with my grandfather. I want to stay with Nikki. Um, that's kind of what I want. But like when you were, you said that like they separated or whatever. Yeah. Were you, you were still somewhat close with your grandfather? Oh yeah. He was still yeah. always in the picture and they were, yeah. they were close too. They were just kind of, Oh, okay. Their, their relationship ran its course. Were they like friends? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Pretty much. That's, that's, that's really good. Yeah. And to this day, my grandfather still talks about that. I don't know. Like it's one of those things he's like, she's the one woman I've, that I've loved for my whole life. <sighs> And uh, which is terrible because he's with somebody right now and he says right in front of him. Yeah. So anyway, but you do hear that a lot, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. They they're very similar. I think because their personality is so similar, they're very strong, uh, like uh, headstrong people that they just probably butted heads way too much. And yeah, yeah and kinda, uh, sometimes it's better just not not to be in a relationship, but hold that, still hold that. Like mutual respect for one another, yeah, yeah, and like friendship, almost, yeah. But like I said, like my old, like that family situation, like I was kind of like one piece in kind of something that like drove a wedge between my family a little bit. Um, and there was some weird, like I don't know, like there's some shots fired when you're in a situation like that, like Ugh. kind of two sides fighting over me. But like I had an uncle, my grandfather's only son, to a great uncle, who died in a car accident really young. Okay, uh, this is going to turn into kind of... I don't even know about this stuff. Oh, this yeah. I mean, my, my... I have, I have, like, I don't know. My, this is weird. Like, it's going to go back. This is so confusing. It's like a Game of Thrones thing. I have to explain this as well. It's weird. So I had a great uncle who died very young. He was best friends with my brother Bobby on Nikki's side. Like, okay. the families are very close for up to a point. And so my brother now was best friends with... <laughs> my mom's brother. Yes. Okay. He died very young. And so there was always a bone of contention with one side of the family being like, well, you're taking him away because you feel the loss of your son and you want this son and that's oh. why you're doing it. So there's that. And like, there's it's a ton of stuff not to get too deep in my family. History. Like I had, my grandfather had three daughters and one son. One son died in a car accident. Uh, one of his daughters uh, believed to have killed herself, jumped in front of a train. Oh my um, God. There's still, it's still one of those things being like, it could, she could have been pushed, but I don't know. It's so, so that kind of drove a wedge of family. But I mean, recently everything's been kind of mended. Um, my grandfather is now back on speaking terms with my mom and my, also my aunt. So it's good. Ah. I mean, along, but yeah, it was a lot of tragedy. Like I, so I think if, more than like caring who my father and stuff were was for years growing up, I kind of carried a little bit of a guilt with me that I was the reason that right two sides of my family didn't were like split down the middle. We're at odds. Yeah. Fighting. And it's kind of weird too, because I, and not that, I don't know. It doesn't factor in greatly, but a little bit. Like, I'm the only really biracial child in that family. Like, I'm half Holy black, half white. Shit. Everybody, like, like I should say, like my my guardian side. That's all, they're all white. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like my West family side. That was like they're all black. I was the only like biracial kid. Even my sister. She's my half sister, but she's 100 percent 
like African Canadian. So, um, yeah, okay. it's yeah. So uh, and like it's weird because being half black as I as I am, um, I've had to deal with like racism. But there's been times within my own family and not my immediate family, but like parts of my family where it's like I feel like people didn't accept me because I wasn't a hundred percent black in my own family. So. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And not like really anything bad, but just like there was, there was a, like, I don't know. There was, uh, there's definitely some reverse racism there. And just, I don't know, like, I I don't know why, but. So, yeah. People don't always think about that. Yeah. That side of it, if you're half black and half white. Yeah, and it's kind of funny too, like, my, like, my Nikki, who was my guardian, um, her family's like from Cape Breton and a lot of them are awesome, like really good. But like she had a side of her family, like her father was like very racist and that was kind of trickled down into like the brothers. But I, so like when he, when she shows up with like my grandfather, who's black, there's a whole different dynamic Uh, there. Like, and there was always, um, I won't say his name, but it's kind of a funny story, but like one of her brothers really didn't like my grandfather. And for the most part, all the other brothers didn't mind. Like my Nikki had sisters. They didn't mind. Like for the most part, there was only like a couple, like she had a pretty big family, but like, I think one of the funniest were one of the funniest stories I've ever told. So one of her brothers, like who didn't like my grandfather, who's like supposed to be racist, um, I, she brought me to like Cape Breton one year and, um, she, she said, uh, like, I, I, I don't remember this. She told me a story later, but, um, told the story that like this one brother was really drunk and he dropped the N bomb out of like nowhere. And then like, I wasn't old enough to even know what like <laughs> words what are or like, right. I could barely understand words. And then he looked at me and he started crying. He picked me up and started kissing me. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say it. Like, so he just like, it was just inherited down to him. I don't think right. he really was. And it's just, it's just, it's weird like it, that. Like I've kind of yeah. grown up with seeing racism from both sides being biracial, which is kind of weird. And so I, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of an interesting way. Like it definitely puts a lot of today's racism and discrimination against any race, sex, like it puts in perspective for me. Perspective, I think that's why yeah. I like, I feel like I'm a very open person. Like and if like sexes, if you're like any sexual orientation, I don't care. Like I right. like, yeah, you are. Pretty I've open. grown up around a lot of discrimination, so I that's just some, don't want to waste my time on it. That's some craziness. Yeah. What about your, um, biological mother? Yeah. What's, what was that relationship like? Throughout the span of all this, like um, in terms of like, did you communicate a lot? Not or? really a lot. It was a not really a lot. Like, it's kind of funny to think now, but like after the whole family thing, like obviously I had things to get over because I am on one side of this this family. Like the the people that raised me that I really remember were uh, my grandfather and Nikki. So. And like I said, I had to go to in front of a judge. I had to talk to a judge and I had to be like, I want to be with Nikki, my grandfather. And because that drove a wedge between everything, I didn't have too much contact with her. I used to go back to Montreal in the summers and every once in a while, like I'd see her. But like, like I said, people were scared, like I may and overreacting. I like that. That shouldn't shine anything on my biological mom because I don't think she had any intention of like kidnapping me. Right. But there was always that tension there with our family. So I would see her sparingly. Like I wouldn't really, 
I don't know if they really wanted me like like going anywhere with her for long periods of time. I always have to kind of like check in and stuff like that. So like our, our relationship was very on and off. And then kind of as I grew older, we, we were more contact with each other. When I first moved to Halifax, she came up to visit me and we, we kind of, I think rekindled our relationship. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And we talk fairly regularly. Um, right now, actually she just went in for surgery. So oh. she's doing good, but she, yeah, me and my, and also like her and my sister are in Montreal now. She was in Texas for a while. So I didn't, I didn't really get to see her obviously there, but when she moved back to Montreal, we got more, we, we communicate a lot more, um, over the phone and, uh, like Facebook and stuff. Facebook has kind of been a wonder. Like we get to see each other and like, so we talk here and there and, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of think I, I need to, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm terrible at getting back to people. I just, but we, we've built up a good relationship again, so. That's freaking good. Yeah, and she, they always, like, send me gifts on my birthday and stuff. Oh, and that's I, nice. Her and my sister, like, my sister's awesome. Like, they've been up a few times up here. Like, we really, probably the the most connecting we did and really f- was uh, my grandmother died, uh, like, a few, well, quite a few years ago now. And so that's when they first came down. That's when, when they came down for the funeral. That really kind of, like, we had our bond again, so. So yeah, we talk all the time. Like it's funny. Jen told me, like Jen told me, like kind of let it go by accident that my mom calls her and talks to her online. Oh, like, really? To check up on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I love my mom. I love my sister. I'm, I'm hoping, hopefully, I can go up there. They can get down here soon. But yeah, yeah I mean, so everything it's good. Like our my relationship like her relationship with her father like my grandfather they've mended that over over the years and stuff like that so so yeah it's been i mean that's some intense shit though yeah it's so crazy when you're friends with someone you don't really know yeah i mean all the details yeah it's not you've always been pretty hush hush about your family stuff yeah i mean not for any reason but i just i never really think about it i guess and it's not something i can bring up in casual conversation but uh well, people who have these, like, unique family situations, it's weird. Like, they're kind of forced into, like, figuring things out, like, yeah. on their own in a weird way. Yeah. And then you build your own family, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and it's kind of funny because my wife, Jennifer, she's, she comes from, like, the nuclear family. Like, her family's, like... Like, very traditional. Very no traditional. separations. No separations. Like, no, like, drama. Like, her her parents are awesome. They're super just clean-cut people. Uh, very religious, just clean right. cut people, hardworking. Um, she has a sister. Like they, co- she comes from almost a perfect family. And then I was like, "Well, wait till <laughs> I tell you about mine. Mine's like a fucking hurricane." What's that like, though? So you meet you meet Jen. Yeah, your your wife. Yes. Um, and very different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, and are you were you were you raised religious at all? Um. No, I wouldn't say I was raised religious. I've been kind of exposed to a lot of different religions, I guess, growing up. Like, my grandfather's on again, off again. I think he's back on again, um, Baptist. Um, but, like, Nikki was, like, raised Catholic. Oh, okay. So, like... I, You've been exposed to a couple... Of, but, like, were you, like, did you have to go to church all the time? Well, no, but after I started going... Uh, stop going to Montreal for my summers. I used to go to St. John, New Brunswick. And Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun as a kid. Um, and I would stay with my 
my cousins who I'm very close with, almost like brothers, like Chris and Mike. And I would say with them, I guess, yeah, they're my, anyway, it's like my grandfather's brother's kids mm-hmm. and, um, and my aunt. So my aunt, uh, my, my aunt Helen and my uncle David and Helen's awesome. Um, she's, um, she's a, bo- she's born again. She's born again, Christian. So she's Baptist as well. Um, and so every summer I used to go there every summer in St. John after a while. And I would have to go to church twice, three times, three times a week. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think it was three times. Um, and David never went, my uncle, even though, but I, if I was with Helen, if I was saying that I had to go, um, and I went to Bible camp. Like, that's a story in itself. Oh, Bible camp. Yeah. Man, things tend to go down at Bible camp whenever people tell me, whenever Bible camp comes up. I'm like, yeah. So I guess a quick, I can tell the quick. Oh, I think I know what it is. Breaking my oh, toe story. Oh, here we go. Okay. Let's so, <laughs> so um, I went to Bible camp. It was a really nice camp. It was like, like they had horses, like it was huge. And they had this big chapel where they had rooms and like the mess hall and everything. But. The girls and guys couldn't fraternize. That's question about that. Did that make it more intriguing? Like your young boys. Yes. And okay, what age is this? Oh God. I'm bad with ages too. I'm always I'm, just... I'm really terrible at ages. Ah crap. I'm I'll say fifteen. 16. Around puberty age though, right? Yeah. Or maybe, well, older? maybe was, older? No, no, it's probably around puberty age. But like what's that like 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 you're not allowed to like see the girls so are you just like ooh what are girls like like does that make it worse like uh, I would think that it would but I don't know shit not you tell you the truth not really because it may be a little tough for myself but <laughs> I but I went I would go to Bible camp because my cousin went to Bible camp but I wasn't necessarily that religious but like I'm at by by trade, <laughs> the, for lack of a better term, I'm agnostic, which oh. is like basically the lazy man's atheist. But uh, that's a community joke, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. so I wasn't religious, but it wasn't like a bunch of rebellious kids there. It was pretty Christian Baptist kids. Like they weren't <laughs> yeah, kind of, but it was a fun time, but kind of like. The girls are very like there was no rebels. I don't think ever like I was the probably the biggest kind of rebel there, which maybe God eliminated me from the equation that week is because I was like the outsider. <laughs> uh, oh, I love this. Okay, um, keep going with the story. So, so basically, um, I uh, I get there. I get the, we get there. So the girls get to stay up in like where the chapels are and it's like they have full bathrooms and like these very nice ones and and the mess hall and everything like anyway the boys have to stay in these cabins that are across there's a little pond but they're across the pond in these log cabins. So what happened I guess a week before everybody showed up to camp a skunk went and sprayed the whole area. So it stank. It stank terrible these old rickety cabins. So we had to stay in these cabins on the, on the first day I was, no, the, yeah, on the first day I was there, I was eating a Wonder Bar and I started choking and had to get the Heimlich maneuver for my cousin. I almost choked to death. Um, 
Second day, there was a polar bear dive. I jumped in the water. Somebody jumped in after me, kicked me in the face by accident, knocked me out underneath the water. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to be dragged out. Third day, I was on a top bunk in the bunk bed. I jumped off the bunk bed. My foot landed almost like straight down. I, bro- I broke my big toe, and the bone popped out of the skin and knocked my toenail out from the back. <sighs> it was only being held on by two pieces of skin on the front, but the bone was like just totally in the bottom of the... Oh, like popped my toenail out. Jesus. So, I've heard this story probably five times, and it's still... I can't handle it still. It's my foot is squirting blood. It's Ugh. ridiculous. I don't scream. I didn't yell. I instantly went to shock, like just total shock. Like you, you just like like nothing, like no, deadpan. I don't understand what that is. Like it's like it's totally sh- hard to explain. But it, like yeah. it's the only time I think I've ever been in shock, mm. and it is weird. Like it's just this weird calm. Like it's like I think. I've never been on it, but it's like, I think like Prozac. Like it's just oh even my you, God. like, it's, I don't know if it's like, uh, like a, a genetic, uh, like a genetic way of dealing with extreme pain, but. Right. Um, well, your brain is like, it's, it, yeah, your brain's probably firing shots being like, yeah, no, nothing's wrong. You're fine. <laughs> don't so, have to deal with it. We're all waking up. I sit down next to my cousin who's in a cot. And he's just waking up like he's just kind of like staring up and rubbing his eyes like any good movie wake up has going on. And um, I was like, Chris, I think I broke my toe. And he's like, why do you think you broke the to- your toe? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm staring at the bone. And he's like, what? And he sits up in his cot and looks down and like starts like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like So, so everybody's <laughs> panicking. And the floor floor is sloped. And I'm bleeding a lot. And it's just like a puddle of blood in the middle of the floor. And I'm like losing blood at an extremely fast rate. And so the it's weird. We had this, it, I don't know. We had this counselor that obviously had to stay with us in these in these log cabins. He was like a really old dude, like an older dude. I'm like, in hindsight, I'm like, weird to have an old dude staying in the That's cabin bizarre. with all these young boys but I guess you would have to like who knows what we could get up to <laughs> this podcast is supposed to go dark yeah no Corey starts remembering well, no. things <laughs> so he had so he's like oh shit we gotta get you into like the, the chapel so we can pray for you no I'm just joking no, no, no that's a joke that's a joke he's like we gotta get you in there so we can like get you to the hospital we'll have to get somebody to drive so he literally has to carry me like he like like a groom carries bride (laughs) to like the like into the chapel or whatever um in the main building i should call it it's not just chapel and i could hear like all the girls getting up because like he had to walk across a bridge that's over a pond and he's carrying me and i could hear girls laughing and then i get really close and then i think they could see how ravaged my foot was and i just hear them like one by one all these girls start screaming above me and uh god so, I don't know. This is the worst place to put a kid. Um, they put me in the mess hall where they're prepping food. Like, <laughs> I'm bleeding like crazy. They put me on top of the freezer. They sit me on top of the freezer, and it's kind of against the wall, so I'm leaning against the wall with my foot up. And they put a plastic bag on my foot because I'm bleeding everywhere. So, the bag is just filling with blood. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Need a warning on this episode. Yeah. So, and keep giving me like toast with butter on it. And like, eat this. <laughs> keep your strength up. Keep your strength up. And they keep saying like, you got to eat this. You got to keep your strength up. And I like, I go, okay, like, cool. I'll eat as much toast as you want me to eat. Can you put some jam or some Something peanut butter? On it. <laughs> like, I just don't want to eat butter toast. Like you know what? I, like, I love some like... butter toast when I'm feeling sick, though. <laughs> yeah. Some bland, like when your stomach's upset, it's yeah. actually really fucking good. So get but this. Get I'm bleeding to death. And to I was, death? I mean, that's a bit extreme. I was losing a lot of blood. Like, I really was. And <laughs> so I was like, okay, like... All right, am I going to the hospital? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're going to the hospital. There's another girl who has to go to the hospital. I'm like, she's just, we're just getting her ready. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crazy, what happened? And they're like, oh, she, we think she had like an allergic reaction to fly bites. She's just taking a shower. She won't be much longer. And I was like, <laughs> clearly not that urgent. I know. I'm just like, I like, <laughs> bleeding. They need to work on their prioritizing a bit. And I guess it it was like a long drive. I, I couldn't really remember how long, but we were in like the middle of like nowhere. Um, so there's where was like, this again? Uh, it was in St. John, but outside St. John like somewhere. I couldn't Buckfoot nowhere. Yeah, I couldn't tell you where it was. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so drive me to the hospital, and I'm still in shock. Like I'm still in shock. Um, they put me in a wheelchair. They like admit me. I, for some reason, I guess I wasn't thinking straight. I just started wheeling around the hospital and get lost. And I can hear people paging like, is Corey West, blah, blah, blah. And then be like, if anybody sees a like kind of wheelchair with a plastic bag on his foot, like, oh my please God. bring him here. And like, finally, like, like a nurse found me and was like, okay, you're going in for surgery. And so I remember, it's so weird. Like it happened so long ago, my memory's kind of shit, but I can remember the room they put me in, they put me in this really huge, sterile, like operating room, but it was only like two nurses. One of the ladies from the camp came with me, obviously had to, and she was in the room with me and she was holding my hand and the doctor came in and was like, okay, here's what we're going to do, Corey. We have to set the bone. So we have to put the bone. (sighs) And he's like, and he's like, okay, so, that's fine. He's like, you don't have like, it was my, because terrible, like the bone came out of skin. So the, my skin was cut across the, the back of my toe where my cuticle was. Uh! So it's like, it's not cut that bad. We're going to tuck the bone and set the bone. We're going to retuck your nail underneath the skin that you have. We're going to take a, a burning tool and we're going to burn two holes in the back of your toenail because your toe is still stuck on the front. We're going to burn two holes in the back of your toenail and we're going to stitch your toenail back down to your foot. And then we have to stitch the side a little bit. Dear God. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. Like, do what you have to do, doc. He's like, because he, he wanted the protection yeah. of my toenail kind of thing, I guess, with my broken bone. I don't know. I would have much rather probably just rip it off. But I was like, okay, cool. So... He burned. So no, he doesn't do it right away. The only time in that process I felt extreme pain is getting five needles in the bottom of my big toe. That is the most, like I was like, and I remember the ladies, like the the woman who came with me from the camp was like, squeeze my hand 
if it hurts. And I was like, I was doing everything in my power not to squeeze her hand because I would have broken. She was a, a very nice, oh. frail, older woman. <laughs> and, but I was just was like, it was some of the most pain I've ever felt because it's just a, like hard skin with a needle getting put through it. So they numbed it. They did all that. Burnt two holes in the bottom. I can still smell that. Uh, stitched my toenail down. They didn't put me out for this. Um, Do you think, would they normally put someone out for No, but I was like, I would have appreciated it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they, they stitched me up. It was fine. I, I didn't, I, I had to stay with my uncle and my, and my aunt while my cousins were at Baba Camp for the rest of the week. I was only there for like three days. Um, that is just wow. Yeah. Just, like all of the things that happened to you. Yeah, sequence of events. And when the freezing came out and I was out of shock, I don't think I've ever been in that much pain. Really? It was... Broken toe. Shit. Bad. Well, it was bad because they burnt two holes in. They'd stay... Like, compound fracture. It was like everything. My foot... My toe just felt like somebody was stabbing it with a needle that was on fire. Like I will say, I stepped on a nail once as a kid. Oh, yeah. That's really... I still think about that. Mm. As one of the most painful things. I was one time as a kid, I was riding a dirt bike and I ran over a plank and the plank flipped up and with a rusty nail on one end and stuck right into my calf. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Also, I was babysitting a little girl one time and she was very, she was younger and uh, she thought it'd be funny to throw a pitchfork at me and caught me in back of my calf and I have a huge <gasps> scar on the back of my calf for her. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So anyway. Those Do are you have all a scar things. on your toe from all that? No, it, you wouldn't even, you couldn't even tell that I broke my toe. Like the, the nail grew. How long was the healing process? Um, I was on crutches for a while. It kind of ruined my son. Oh, actually, that's actually funny too. It, I Probably like six weeks, probably something like that. Like it was kind of weird because the recovery, like on that, I spent my whole summer in St. John and I was on crutches for most of it, but the swelling went down enough near the end of the, like the last little bit I stayed there. Um, I went to Magic Mountain with a broken. Can we just talk about the fact that like for, I think three years in a row, more than that, we kept wanting to to plan a Magic Mountain trip Yeah, and it's never happened. So with a broken toe, I went to Magic Mountain. And I, I had a water slipper on so I could do all the all the stuff, and uh, and so we went to Match Man like near the end of my vacation in St. John, and I uh, I tore my elbow open on the kamikaze. Jesus fuck! <laughs> How the fuck? I know. Well, I'll, okay. First of all, that water slide should be illegal. I don't think they. Ha- oh no, I think it's still there. But How yeah, the fuck is that a legal thing? That comical, yeah. That water slide. Well, it goes. It's going straight down, right? Yes. How I, is that legal? I literally. I, it was my fault because you're supposed to go down like that coffin, cross your arms across your chest, and I put my elbow down, and it just. Uh, really also, I was in the the waiting pool, and a little kid shit in there. A turd just like floated by. I was just thinking. I'm like. That's Magic Mountain in a nutshell. Yeah. It, to me, it's that and like Band-Aids and water. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting, but like in yeah. the best way possible. Yeah. You also, know? well, in the St. John trip, what, it wasn't that year. Another year, there's a place everybody swims called The Res, as the in res. the reservoir. Ooh. So it's real dirty. And my one year I went and swam and then my eyes swelled shut for like Jesus a day. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but a rough, a rough you know, going. How the hell are you not dead? I don't know. I'm on borrowed time for sure. But yeah, that's uh, a 
that's madness. What about high school? I mean, obviously, I want to get Brian on here to talk yeah, about we'll have high school Brian stuff. From intoxicated. But I want you to paint me a picture of what you were like in the high school years. In high school, in high school years, I I would describe myself as the quiet guy in the popular jocks group, like the one I would hate the least. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> We were, I don't, I mean, well, cause I, and I know it's like the jocks are always assholes. I don't think we were that big of assholes. They like, never think, well, you know what? It's true though, because I, even when I think of high school, I'm like, there were definitely jock assholes, but then there were other guys that were legit nice guys. Yeah. It so came in a weird, maybe that's where you fell. It came in a weird time. Like I feel, especially at my school, everybody's for the most part, all the groups got along. Like. There was no so like yeah we were the jocks but I don't think like anybody gave a shit like nobody gave a shit about right. sports so it's just kind of like oh that's just another group but they're not were, were you did you drink underage yes yes what oh this is a I ask this to almost every single guest what was that like the first time that you got drunk what was that like and what did you drink uh, do you remember it I know one time that may sound ridiculous but. The first time I got drunk, uh, I guess I wouldn't remember it, but it was probably when I was around four. What? I, I wouldn't remember. I was not expecting that. I was expecting it. 14? Yeah, no, four. <laughs> what? No. I, I stole a beer. My uh, They're having a party and I drank it. And I guess I threw the biggest temper tantrum that... <laughs> Has ever been you were seen. an angry drunk yeah, already. But the first one I remember, I was probably about... Uh, going back, that's, uh, I would say I was probably about 13. Jesus Christ, okay. Stole a bottle of creme de menthe. And me creme and de fr- menthe? And me and my friend uh, drank the whole bottle and then proceeded to puke green. Oh, well, that would be one of the worst things that you could... Yeah, but it's one of the things, like, on. it's one of the only things I think I could have stolen and drank at that age because, like, ooh, this tastes mm. like mint and sweet. And then it's like, oh, this is terrible for you. Right. But, uh... Fuck. Oh. Whoops. Funny enough, I kind of, I kind of remember more. I remember the first time I did shrooms. I remember the first time I smoked weed too. Yeah, I remember the first time. The, the first time I did shrooms is a pretty interesting story too. So, ooh, I want it. Um, You're such a good storyteller. <laughs> thank you. I ramble a lot, but um, so I did shrooms with a bunch of my friends. I don't know if I should name them, but. <laughs> Name them. Name them. No, but, uh, <laughs> We're over the hour point, so So we did <laughs> we did a bunch of shrooms and classic thing like hey I, like we did shrooms like they're not kicking in. Fuck it, let's go to a bar. Like and so Oh yeah. So we went to a bar and instantly when I walk in the bar I'm like, Oh shit, um they've kicked in full blast. I should not be in public. What was that like? Them it, kicking in. It was everything went green. Everything was like a green filter. Yes, like, like everything was a shade of green. It was and, almost like you're viewing the world through like a St. Patrick's Day pair of glasses. Basically, yes. Interesting. That's a, everything was green. Everything was a shade of green, and you could it just. I could just feel my chest like it was like somebody was inside my chest tickling me, <laughs> like. And it felt like it was amazing. Like, it felt, like, really crazy. When you described that feeling, I just felt it. Yeah. And I, I, wow. I know. I just, yeah, it's just, it's, 
awesome. Mm. I the only thing the only bad negative effect I found was um, I had to really concentrate hard on peeing. I didn't know how to pee. I had to concentrate on like this is how you pee. This is like release this. See, that's this. hilarious like, to me because when I'm really high on weed, yeah. it's the opposite. I think I'm peeing everywhere. <laughs> Like, I, I feel like That's I don't funny. have control over my pee. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we went to this bar, which is called Alley 9 in Liverpool. And it's literally called Alley 9 because it's a, it's a bowling alley. And then it has eight lanes. And the ninth lane is a bar. Like, it's oh, just my cut God. Off. Alley 9. Yeah. It's not called that anymore, which is stupid because it still should be called Does the bowling alley still exist? Yeah. It's called Spirits on the Mersey or something. Something stupid. Like, Alley 9 was amazing. But that was like, it's kind of weird in Liverpool growing up. You had three bars that we would go to on like weekends and stuff. Mm. You had Lane's, which was the high class bar where all the mucky mucks went. And if you want to have a mucky mucks, yeah, mucky mucks, like rich, like rich people, yuppies for Liverpool. Like that was kind of the high class one. Like drinks were a little more expensive. It's a room that like plays like jazz music and you just sit there and like have your Mm. drink or whatever. I lit the floor on fire in there one time by accident. Um, <laughs> lighting uh, Zambuca shots and I lit my hand on fire too um, oh, I'd love to do a Zambuca episode at some point in my oh, life I, to- I love Zambuca hmm. um, and then there was Dooley's which our Dooley's had a dance floor and that was like the amalgamation of two bars so that like you had like the Mucky Mucks and then you had like like kind of the Hicks would just everybody would go to Dooley's and then you had Alley 9 and that was the Hick bar like that's like you had to be in good with some people because if you weren't, you prepare to fight. Like you're going to like, like if you weren't, if you were a little too highfalutin, you probably going to fight there. Like somebody pick a fight with you. So we used to go there every Thursday cause they had karaoke. But so this night I don't, it wasn't a karaoke night, but we went uh, on shrooms and everything was green. And a friend of mine that I've known most of my life, a female friend, I won't say her name, she was there, and I have zero interest <laughs> in her. She was just a really good friend. So we were talking, and her boyfriend was there, Hammered, who was actually a friend of mine, which is weird, weird, like, friend of mine, but, like, on and off friend. Like, but, like, we never had uh-huh. any type of ill will towards each other. Oh, actually, no, I'm messing that story up. It was his brother that was dating this girl. Oh, uh, okay. It was actually died recently which is oh, terrible sh- but anyway shit so this um this guy took exception to me talking to her and i remember i was sitting at a table and i had a friend there who gave us the shrooms who was like a shroom professional like so he's kind a of shroom look, professional. Well, like compared to us like has so, done it before yeah no yeah, yeah yeah so he was kind of looking out for us in case anything got too bad like he would know how to calm us down and stuff so i remember yeah i went to go talk to a buyer and then i came and sat down at the table with everybody and he came over and he he he, he kind of leaned down at the table at me and he started trying to intimidate me. He's like, "Don't you ever fucking talk to my girl again? I'll fucking like I'll fucking take you outside and beat the shit out of you." And the shrooms, this was hilarious to me, and the shrooms did not help. So I start laughing because I'm like, "Oh my god, this guy's like literally like this guy's literally picking a fight with me because I talked to this girl." And he just kept going on. He's like, you think this is fucking funny? He's like, it's not going to be so funny when I fucking beat the shit out of you. And then, like, he's just doing this. And the more he's trying to intimidate me, the more laughter I can't control. (laughs) I am losing my mind. I'm laughing, I'm laughing, I'm laughing. I'm, like, 
crying. I'm laughing so hard. Oh my god! What was like, she doing during all that? She wasn't even around anymore. Like oh, she was okay. outside of the bar, so she wasn't. She didn't uh, see any of this because she would have came over and been like, "What the fuck? What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get like I'm laughing so hard, and so he grabs my shirt because he's pissed off. I'm he's trying to be so tough, and and I'm laughing at him. And my friend who was like, like um, the guy who, who was looking out for all of us, the moment he grabbed my shirt, the, my friend grabbed this guy by the head and slammed it off the table as hard as he could, knocked him out cold. I thought I was going to die from laughing. That oh happened. When he slammed his head off the table, I thought I was going to die laughing. It was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Uh, the bouncer dragged that guy out, and we just drank for the rest of the night. We didn't even get oh picked out. Oh, my God. That's how for you, yeah. Just laughing? Yeah. So that's my shroom story. <sighs> Makes me want to go on shrooms. Yeah. I, last time I did shrooms was a long... It was a long time ago. I think I've only really, truly had three shroom experiences. One, very stupidly, I did shrooms on Halloween, and they were in pill form. A friend of mine crushed them down, and we took, like, pills of them. And then I went to the palace Halloween night and I just remember being stuck in like a sea of costumes and not being able to move and being like, oh my God, if I had a sharp object, I'd slit my wrist and die right here. Oh my God. Like, I was just like, it was so claustrophobic and like, there's like the scariest dresses and like, it's just right. Weird. The scariest dresses. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, but you know, that would be trippy at Halloween. Everyone's yeah. dressed up in different costumes and that. Then I went to, uh, one time I went to, on a bachelor party in Toronto, we went to strip clubs on shrooms, which was weird too. But what was that like? Were you seeing green then too? No, I wasn't seeing green, but I had that inner kind of laughy kind of thing going on. So that's so weird to me because some people say that you see things. I think it's all the potency. Some people say that you don't. Yeah, I think it's all the potency of whatever. The seeing things is what freaks me out the most. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen things, but I have. Like I said, I've. Like, my vision has been altered as everything right. was green. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then wasn't there a story that, like, you, like, kicked yourself out of your own party? I don't know if I should tell that story, but I will. I love that story. Uh, yeah, so I used to, growing up, and actually this is kind of one that would be great. Like, there'll be stories from these events when Bryant's on the podcast. but Bryant, get your ass on here. Yeah. He, I'll get up early for you, bud. <laughs> so <laughs> we, I used to, so when we were underage and we were drinking, I had a cottage that was right on, like right on the beach. So, so I used to throw underage parties every weekend, which were awesome. Like they were almost like, like Nikki, my guardian, like I said, she and my grandfather would let me go because her thought was always like, if they have a place to drink, they That's, can, they're they're they can crash. They'll be safe. They're not like they're contained. They're contained, and so they used to let me go out there, and I would have these underage parties at my cottage. Um, so one time, this was actually when I was of age. It was one of the last ca- uh, cottage parties I had. We had a bunch of people from the city come down this this time, and it was a huge rager of a party. Like we were drinking, like it was classic to drink. Like if you go to a cottage party, usually you had to drink like Colt 45 and moonshine. Like that's all like a lot of us used to drink. So I got really fucking hammered 
and there's a picture of this online, but what happened was drunken stupid me at a shitty Buick Skylark that I loved, sky blue. I drove it down right underneath the deck on my cottage. <laughs> and we decided to start, like I started jumping off my cottage deck onto my car, <laughs> like belly flopping. Oh, uh, why? <laughs> I, have, I could not tell you why. It seemed like a thing at the cottage was like, we get drunk and then we just do stupid, dangerous shit. Like, so drink responsibly out there. Don't it's like shit. the jackass mentality. It was, exactly. Because I think that was around the time of jackass. That was such a time. That yeah. was really a moment in time for like, no. P- comedy and like extremism and like oh yeah all that. for sure so we were doing that and this is a night also I guess I could tell at the end but I didn't know till I was so drunk I didn't know till the next day but I shattered my heel jumping on my car I shattered my heel didn't know next day till the next day but uh, I was that drunk so this next part bear with me I was stupid and I do not condone this but. This so there's a lot of people at this party, and a friend of mine jumped off my deck onto my car, and he was kind of like rolling around, like he hurt himself, and I'm an idiot. So (laughs) what I do is I grab my car keys, and he's rolling around on the hood of my car, and I jump behind the wheel, and I reverse out of out of like my little front yard of my cottage. I was stupid. I was young. Do yeah. not do this. Yeah. So I reverse out of it and I take off down the road with him on the hood of my car. Um, and all I can hear are girls screaming at me because they were kind of obsessed with. And uh, <laughs> I can hear girls like screaming. That was the like, most subtle. <laughs> screaming at me. And I look back. What and were they I can, screaming? Corey, have my babies. No, no. It's basically like, no, this, sorry. They were screaming for this guy on the hood of my car. Oh, okay. Like, and probably just because they were good people that were like, Corey's drunk and he has this person on the hood of his car. I almost said his name. Anyway, uh, I see like a lineup of just girls chasing the car down the road. And I slam on the brakes and he goes flying <laughs> the car. <laughs> it's so stupid. I don't know why I did this. Um, and then, so I, they run up and they, they pick him up off the road and he's milking it. He's actually laughing. He was that drunk too, but he's milking. He's like, yeah, yeah. You got, you girls just want to like help me back in. And like, <laughs> he kind of gives me a look like whatever. And then, so I pulled like a girl, the bunch of girls jump in my car and they're like, give me the keys, Corey. I was like, okay, cool. And then, so they drive back to the party, which wasn't very far. And they park the car. It's stupid. I know. And I was like, and they take my keys, and rightfully so. And then I was like, yeah, sorry. Like, I got carried away. Like, just having some fun. Like, jackass mentality. Like, it's funny to shoot your friend off to the car while you're drunk and driving. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do any of this. And they, so I started walking back into my cottage. And the girl's your like, cottage. my cottage. Yours. And this was your party. My party. And mm-hmm. they were like, no. <laughs> we're gonna, we're taking you know who in and you are you can't come back in. I was like, what? And they're like, no, we don't want you back in this party. So I was like, okay, cool. So literally, like, like a couple guys from the city and like a few of my friends just grabbed a bunch of booze from my party and we just drank in one of their cars, like sitting in there and that's... We- Wasn't there some of the bike? What? 
Wasn't there like something that had to do with you on a bike, a broken bike or something? Oh. <laughs> Am I mixing up the stories? This is a different story, but that uh, I can tell. That, that was pretty much the end of the story. I kicked That's out my That's hilarious. But uh, the, uh, that story is I have two friends who are twins who they moved to, they're, they're from Liverpool. They live out west now, but they, uh, they moved to the valley for a while. And we, I had a few friends going to school there. And one weekend they were like, yeah, come up. Like, we'll have some fun, blah, blah, blah. So the story, it kind of breaks up a little bit for me. But there's two places you can go to in, in, in Wolfville. You can go to the, uh, the Axe, which is the campus bar, but somebody has to sign you in. Or you can go to the Anvil. So we, we would go to the Axe. And we got really drunk one night. And then we went to the Anvil and I kind of lost everybody. So basically, nobody was home. So every time I went back, I didn't have a key to get in or anything. So I couldn't get in. Um, so I wandered to a, just around the streets and I, I ran to a party because it's a college town. I was like, I'm just going to walk in this party and just act like I go to Acadia <laughs> and I probably will get away with it. <laughs> So this is where my, I vaguely remember this. I was very drunk this night. So I walk in this party and everybody's like, like, hey, like, what's up, man? I remember walking, I just walked like into the kitchen and everybody's like, hey, man. Oh my God. I was like, hey, I'm Corey. He was like, hey, you want to do a shot? And I was like, ah! yeah. And then I was like, so I'm partying with all, like, all these people. And I just remember a guy, a guy was like, hey, man. He's like, bringing booze? I was like, no. He's like, well, I got this Zambuca for my girlfriend, but she's puking now, so you can have it. And I oh remember I downed a, this bottle of Zambuca. This is where I don't remember anything. But so whatever the party happened, like everybody got broke up. Another friend of mine, he came back early too, couldn't get in the house. So he had a, 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 um, a Jeep that he brought up. So he passed out in it. And he said, he's like, I woke up in like really early in the morning. And I looked out my window and I saw this guy coming down the road on a bike. And then it got closer and it's like, it was you on a bike. <laughs> and then on a bike with two flat tires. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, so what you did was you dumped the bike. You were riding it really well to one point. You just like wiped out, <laughs> dumped the bike. You stood up. You looked left, you looked right, and then you took off running down the hill. <laughs> Not even in the house or anything like that. And I was like, I don't remember any of that. Jesus but yeah. Christ. I would have loved to have known you back then. That oh was my insane. God. Yeah, we had... Uh, it's That was kind of the, the cool thing about living in a small town. You had to make your own... You had to do your own thing. You had to do like have your own party. Um, yeah. Make your own... Uh, make parties. your own... That's the, thing, that's the thing I love about small town drunkness. Yeah. Because you did do stupid shit like that. Yeah. Because what else were you to do? Exactly. Like You, you had, had to, to make your own it. fun. Like, well, once Brian's on the podcast, we'll talk about like what we used to call the posse. And that oh, that's lots of stories of our make, making our own fun and like... <laughs> stupid so, hick fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, we're jocks. Well, but, I, mean, um, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah, small town. It, small it definitely town. Was, yeah, I have like yeah, a ton of drinking stories. Uh, it's funny. The uh, few were on yeah tape too. They're kind of. I used to tape my cottage parties. I used to have VHSs of them. VHSs. Yeah, yeah. They were uh, they were something like it. Still, this day, I go home to Liverpool and run into people like that are grown with families, and they always bring up their like 
those cottage parties were like the best days of our lives. And it's, they were, they were just, they were so much fun and so many memories came out of it. And God just, damn. Yeah. I mean, we'll tell more when Bryant's around because there is definitely some amazing. I cannot story. wait yeah, for so. that. And now that it's on a mic, it means he has to do it. Yes, exactly. That's accountability really yeah. is what well, it is. Well, he mentioned the other night at the comedy show. He's like, you want me on the podcast? And you're like, yep. Yeah. I was like, cool. I'm like, I was like, I'll work around you, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully you can do that soon. And now here we are. Yes. Here we... And Let's, and I, I should say as well, like, you're the host of Intoxicate Reviews, which yes. if you... Like, listen, you might have newish listeners that might not be familiar with how that all started, but essentially... And we must... You must be getting close to 100 episodes. Yeah, I got to look, actually. I could be over it, but Because when don't did know. we... It would have been soon after we started... We did the leftovers episode on my channel. Yes, yes. Which is one of the earlier episodes. I'd be curious we might be like at, at it soon. Yeah. I actually should um, look. I wonder if I wonder if Lipson Lipson probably told us about Did you know that like Okay, so here's something I'm gonna bring up, just changing tones slightly. Ooh. There's this thing now called Luminary. Okay. And it's like essentially a Netflix streaming service for podcasts. Have you heard that. of this? I didn't till you, I saw your post earlier. So, Guys We Fucked is my favorite podcast. Yes. They if are we're now. Podcasts, I just want to say How Did This Get Made and Weekly Planet. And I should say as well, How Did This Get Made kind of bonded you and I because you, yeah. you told me about it and I fell in love with it. Yeah. And, and I then mean, that kind of made us want to do our own reviews yeah. channel. So, yeah. there you go. Um, but guys, we fucked essentially ha- have been like, we're moving to this. Like at some point yeah, nice. we're moving over to this. It's going to be seven ninety nine for me to continue listening to my favorite podcast. Oh, that's kind of shitty. The creator side of me is like, that's really cool because that's giving them a chance to like, they're going to get money to like hire guests and like, fly people out yeah. to be on their show. So the creator side of me is like, that would be amazing. Yeah. You know? Like, to get to that point where a company would pay you yeah. to grow your show is insane. Yeah. But the other side of me is like, oh, fuck. That's just another thing to add <laughs> to my yeah. credit card. Like, There's, everything is a subscription service. is insane. Yeah. I, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Because there are podcasts... Let's just say there's very few podcasts I would personally travel down that road with. Like, Really? How did this get made... Yes, but probably Think of your favorite one though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like your all time favorite. The thing about that though is that they only really do a episode about a movie every two episodes because one's That's a mini true. episode. So I was yeah. like, is seven ninety nine worth it for two episodes a month? And then Weekly Planet, I probably would pay that too. I love Weekly Planet. See what I mean though? Like yeah. when you get used to hearing someone's voice every single week. Like, just imagine it not being in your life anymore. Yeah. It's really fucked up, right? Yeah. it's That's a weird concept, too, because I understand. You know what? Like, I, I can sit here and be like, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I agree with that. But at mm. the end of the day, if they came to me and was like, hey, right? would you want prizes? I'd be like, yes, please. Please I'm, sign me up. That's why I'm so conflicted. Yeah, I, I would be conflicted. But I there's a part of me that finds that weird, too, where I'm just like, Netflix charges for netflix as they like like podcasts they they have people to pay mm. that being said too though it's like podcasts are already free like none of the stuff was free in the past so it's just an odd it's an odd idea it's really odd but i mean the part of the broke ass part of me is like 
Yeah, but I guess I that's that. how they're because they're charging for it. Yeah, oh, that's my cat. He wants to go outside and oh, tear buddy. up the carpet. No, no, Harry. Harry, come back over here. Come see us. Come on. <gasps> What's that? Oh, <laughs> such an adorable boy. Yeah. But yeah, no, it is bizarre. I, I'm very conflicted as to how I feel about it. Yeah. But because again, because it's my favorite podcast, I'm like, I can't. I gotta. Yeah. yeah. I gotta. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. But imagine if someone paid you. Oh, man. To, to get your. Who would you get on reviews if you had the money to fly them? I mean, still my, I think my podcast gold would be Kevin Smith. I would, right, he is officially my, my Did po- you see his Instagram post about um, Captain, Captain Marvel? Marvel? Yeah. Aww. He's an emotional guy now, which is awesome. Like, he cries a lot, but it's nice that he's in tune with that. But I actually saw an interview he did talking about it as well. And it's... Uh, Some nice. It's, yeah. I mean, I can only imagine something like that. Like, he grew up a comic book fan, like boy like and now the movies that he love has loves has referenced him like referenced him that's so nice yeah yeah he's like he's your he's your number one i think yeah he just he has a gift for gab and he's kind of shaped my love of movies so much he's probably my favorite writer director out there so yeah and he's a podcaster now like has a really good podcast there's so many levels of kevin smith too he went from uh he went from like this weird director that was kind of quiet and acted really cool to like a more open guy to like this just over the top, like, I don't know, charismatic guy. Like it's, it's kind of weird. He's great. I love him. Do you have any, so I I told you before I came here. Yes. To think of, Oh, the, uh, did I say two truths and a lie or two lies and a truth? Whichever one I told you. Said two truths and a lie. Did you come up with any? I came up with three. Okay. Let's, Test me out. Yes. I have a few things here that I'm like, you might already know, okay. but I don't know. So I tried That's to category, I categorize them. You got it. Um, okay. Mm. So I'm going to go with, chi- I have three childhood things. So three things from my childhood, two truths, one lie. Okay. Um, lie. As a child, I won a politeness award. Um, as a child, my house burnt down, and as a child, I watched a kid drown to death. Jesus. Okay, well, I know the politeness is true. Mm-hmm. House burned down. I watched someone drown. I think the house burning down is the lie. No, my house burnt down. Holy child. shit. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. 100%. I even remember the one thing that uh, Nikki always, like, wasn't mad about that is that we were just out and she brought me bought me a brand new ninja turtles jacket that was fairly expensive and our wood stove just like like caught the house on fire and so we ran out and i left the brand new jacket like in the house and i remember she's always pissed off but but like you lose everything um yes yeah holy shit i like a very little was salvaged but um Dear God. Yeah, yeah. House burnt down. Um, so watching a kid drown is technically the lie, but I did watch a kid drown. I said a kid drowned to death. I watched a kid drown and he was blue. Ah, Was this a camp thing? No, it was. We There's a place called Pond Hook that's very close to Liverpool. And we were there. It was me and Nikki and her best friend at the time, Janice. And I think her two kids were probably there too. And... A kid drowned. Like, he was done. He was blue. 
and um, uh, Nikki's friend Janice, who was a nurse, she gave him CPR. And I, it's so vivid. Obviously, this moment would like be burnt in my brain, but the kid was dead. Like he was, and she was giving him CPR. And it was to a point that people were kind of like, maybe stop. Like there's a guy that was like saying like, it's time to stop. Like it went on for a long time and she brought the kid back to life. Like she just kept going and going and going. That's insane. So technically I watched the kid drown, but he didn't die, which is Mm. good. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Escaped one dark moment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one's a little... All these are, I, I'll talk about it after. They're kind of weird. Um, I love it. Um, so these are all kind of entertainment related. Okay. Um, one is I was on, I got, I got taken up on stage with David Copperfield. Mm. I was on the set of a Steve Carell movie, Burt Wonderstone, or I was an extra in the movie Outlander. What the? Okay. I think. Hmm. Is Outlander Canadian? Uh, it's not Canadian. It's a movie that stars. Uh, it's a movie. Yeah, stars, oh, that was a show. Oh, it's a show too. But this is the movie that was made. It has Ron Perlman, uh, Jim Caviezel in it, and it came out a little while ago. Hmm. Um, I think the Steve Carell movie is a lie. Okay, so the truth is. I got on stage with David Copperfield. That I knew that. Yeah. Uh, I was on the set of the Steve Carell movie. Burt oh. Uh, the How, wait, what? Is, was that? Explain what? that one. Uh, uh, well, actually, it's kind of funny. It goes hand in hand with the David Copperfield okay. one. Uh, when I got married in Vegas, uh, we wandered on the set of Burt Wonderstone was like right on the strip. So we uh, we got to walk on on like literally right on the set. So like, like they're film they're filming a scene outside. So did you see yourself in the movie? Uh, no, I wasn't actually in it. I was on the right. set, but they the way oh, they were filming okay. it, you couldn't you couldn't the what they were filming you couldn't like you weren't in. Do you ever shot. did you watch the movie to go though and be like I was there? No, or, like, I, find the I heard the movie was terrible, but uh, 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 I saw the scene they were filming in the trailer. Like, mm. um, so the lie is I was an extra in the movie Outlander. Uh, I was on set for the movie Outlander, though. Um, I met at, at where I work. I met a stunt guy named Flint Eagle, and he got me on the set. And I was supposed to be an extra, but I couldn't stick around. I had to leave early. But they were going to – so the shoot got pushed back, and I was like, ah, unfortunately, I got to go to work. But they were going to put me in uh, makeup and stuff. And uh, Wow. Yeah, and put me in that movie. But, uh, yeah, I did not I did not get that one. That's crazy. Um, so you may know maybe two of these stories. So, but I'm going to, so then the next three, and I've talked about the injuries and the hospitalizations I've had. These are three about medical oh God, things right. that maybe have happened to me. Um, one being, uh, I've had marshmallows scraped off my cornea with a scalpel. Oh. Uh, another one is I've had the chicken pox twice. Mm. And the third one was I was in a coma for three days. Chicken pox is a lie. It is a lie. Ooh, yeah. I got nailed that one. You did, yes, yes. I see. I, I even though the marshmallow thing grossed me out, I seem to remember you telling that story. Yeah, I had my eyes totally dilated, and I had to look at a lock on a wall, and I could not move. And a doctor literally took a scalpel of all things and scraped off. Did that? help you get over i know a lot of people are freaked out about things in their eyes 
Not to that. I don't know. I don't think I had a long-term effect of it. Like mm. I was just happy to get the, uh, cause the reason I have marshmallow on my eyes, cause I was at a campfire and I hate camping, but I was at a campfire and I fuck camping. I lit a marshmallow on fire. Like it lit on fire when I was roasting it. So I whipped it back to blow Ugh. it out. And when I whipped it, I threw a flaming marshmallow in my Ugh. eye. And it, it was scraped off. Ugh. Yeah, so that's nah, intense. It didn't really bother me. I had to rock a pirate patch for like two weeks after that. That would suck. Yeah, it's kind of anything with your eyes. It's no, never any yeah. fun. And three coma and in a coma for three days, I knocked myself out playing basketball and then went to sleep. That's a longer story, but I think I've talked too much about my injury. <laughs> coma and like, and like also anesthesia and like being put out from that. It's really weird. Maybe I'm just really depressed lately. But the other day, I was, like, thinking about death. <laughs> this gets dark. And you know me, I'm always scared of death. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm just terrified of it. Yeah, me too. And the other day, I was, like, kind of in and out of a nap. Yeah. And I was thinking about when I was put under. Yeah. And I was just like, maybe that's what death is. Like, nothingness? Like, maybe it's just literally, like, you, dr- you just drift off. Yeah. I mean. And I got very, like sad slash relieved about it <laughs> i was like sarah you are depressed yeah. yeah shit i've been really good lately but like i think i i'm in the same boat i sometimes have a weird obsession with death like um like yeah death is not the the unknown is definitely terrifying to me like i remember some i never think about death but i went through years of like I would always think about death when I like right before going to sleep so much so that I would like yeah, almost have like full on panic attack. Dude, me too. Yeah. It's fucking insane. I've kind of got over it. I don't know how, but I, I alcohol. Helps. I often think I'm like, should I find spirituality? Should I find a, re- like, should I, I do if, something like that to like calm my, I mean, I, I don't know. Obsession about maybe, it. Maybe, maybe I have this weird, like I said, I'm agnostic and I'm not like, I don't know. <laughs> to me, it's so funny. I always say this. I was like, because for, like I, everybody says like super religious people that are like try to stuff it down your throat are the most annoying people in the world. And I'm like, yeah, they were the most annoying people in the world, but I fucking hate atheists like so much mm. now. And it's not even that they don't believe in God and stuff. I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like, cause I was like, as an agnostic, I'm like, I don't, I'm literally like, I don't know what's what. Right. But they're just like they're so just like quick to be like like fuck you you fucking idiot you believe in god you fuck i'm like just yeah it can it can go the other way yeah yeah it can go and the it's other almost way. just like no uh, but the funny thing is the funniest thing it's just because like and i know people are like oh no there's scientific s- s- proof and it's like the science is there's no proof in science it's all theory but they're just like the big bang i'm like okay so you believe you don't believe in a person created the world i get that and i'm cool with that but you believe that an ex- a random act like an explosion created a perfect universe that like mm-hmm. has everything we need to survive all the planets align the way they do i'm like if i put a bunch of gears and metal in a <laughs> pile and i light dynamite underneath it i'm not gonna have a watch when that thing explodes like it's just, exactly yeah, that yeah. idea like and i'm not saying like so that only means that there has to be a God. But for me personally, like, and I, like I said, I'm not religious in the least. I don't know. I, I'm firmly a believer of, I'd have no fucking clue. But I believe that 
the way that everything works perfectly is not the biggest coincidence that ever fucking happened. Like right. an explosion didn't make, I think, something as perfect as the universe. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, is there a God who, I, I don't, I, I don't know. But I just think like people are just like, you're an idiot for thinking somebody created everything. I believe in explosions. Right. Like, I don't yeah. know. That theory is just hilarious to me. And like, and your wife is, very religious. Yes, yes. Has, has she ever tried to? No, I influence? mean for the most part, no. She, she. Oh, that's good. Um, she likes she likes to debate it more than like. Oh, interesting. She's like, I love hearing people's views and blah blah blah. And oh, well, that's stuff. that's kind of cool. Yeah, she'll she never like whatever force. And for the most part, like like I said, her parents are very religious as well, but they have never at at all either. Like. I like and my it's kind of weird too because the one thing I always say I'm like I think we we put up too many borders or boundaries around each other so yeah like I don't like the world's like I don't like you because you look a certain way and and you believe this and like it's just more boundaries like like our differences should unite us, not like tear us apart. Like it's just, we should be able to talk about. Yeah. And like, believe what you believe at the end of the day. But that being said, like I support her beliefs and I, if anybody wants to believe what they, they want to believe that. And if it doesn't bring harm to any other person, go nuts. I was like, I don't know more than you. I have my own belief structure, but I'm not going to chastise you for like what you believe in. Now, if whatever you want to believe in what and if that's an organized thing now if they're bringing harm to people or like our sketchy i.e scientology i got a problem with you but for the right. most part like i'm just like if you want to believe what you want like as long as you're not that's fine people. i don't have the answers and as long as like i don't know i don't like this holier than thou like I know you don't know. Like I hate that shit. Any type of person yeah. who does that is. I yeah. know what I believe, and I'm not saying I'm right, but mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're wrong either. Like right. I'm just like, yeah. I kind of draw my own conclusions, and I try to mm. be as good a person as I can in case there maybe is an afterlife. Who knows if there is? If there is, who fucking knows? I know. Um. Okay. So I got a surprise segment here. Ooh. Have you heard of the assumptions tag? Nope. So this is something going around with YouTubers. Okay. They get people to send them in um, their assumptions of them. Ah. And then they discuss whether that is correct or not. Okay. (laughs) The look on Corey's face right now. So I'm going to, I wrote a couple. I wrote seven. Awesome. I'm excited. This seems good. And this is based on... I guess five years of knowing you. Oh. Um, now, okay, we'll get into it. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'll just say the first one. Awesome. You don't like talking about feelings. No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I don't. I, I like, if I'm, if I'm going to be honest about my feelings, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. There's, I guess this is kind of a deep kind of thing, but I, I know the way that I am and I know I don't like talking about my feelings and I don't necessarily like showing a lot of my feelings. Um, it kind of comes from my child and I talked how much about like how much my grandfather like raised me and he's a very stoic like no I wouldn't I wouldn't say so but very much it seemed like growing up with him as my father figure he'd basically be like you're a man 
act like a man. Like, and not not in a bad way, but like, yeah, I think a lot like of people the old are school that way. way. Like, men don't men don't show their emotions. Men don't cry. Men are tough. Men are this, men are that. Yeah, yeah. And that's just the way I kind of was raised. So I kind of, I don't know. I don't like showing my emotions too much or talking about my feelings, which in later years is kind of like, I am who I am now. But like the older my grandfather got, the more sentimental he got. And like, he'd always like say, I loved you. But now he like, every time I like have to hug and like give him a kiss on the cheek, like he, he's like, I want to hug. And it's like, it's mind blowing to me because I'm like, oh, you're so different now. Like you're, you're right. emotional. Like I think that's what age and getting older that happens. So it kind of shakes me a core, but like, um, I don't like, I like, and maybe it's a problem of mine. I think, I don't think so. Not well, I will say like when my, like Nikki, I talked about earlier, um, when she passed away last year, I kind of, my, my sister kind of, can't get around but that's like whatever um my brother who would be in charge of like funeral arrangements and stuff he lives in ontario mm. um jen was around jen was busy at the time but i really and jen's like like i had to go like when she died like i was kind of one of the, i was the last person to see her from the family like i would go like basically the the old the old folks home called me and, and was like you like she is die this is death like this is yeah this they, is what they, te- they tend to know yeah when it's like soon, there's a few yeah. times where she had episodes they're like maybe maybe not but this was a time when they're just like this is she may die tomorrow she may die a couple weeks from now but she is in the process of death Jesus. and so like i don't know why it's and I, I i have no real answer but i like jim was very much like well we should go see her obviously mm-hmm. like and i was like like I kind of fought her on. I'm like, I kind of want to do this alone. Like I don't. Right. And maybe it is going back. Like I don't want Jen to see me weak. I don't want people to see me like emotional. Cause I was like, obviously it's emotional time. And so I like sat there with her for hours and I was like kind of last one. And I stayed pretty much for like, it was like six or eight hours just sitting with her. And they, it's Ugh. very like the home um, that she was in was amazing. And yeah. like they play music and it's all dark and like you sit there and it's it's troubling because like was she talking to you she wasn't talking she was she had I, I should say i said she passed away she from alzheimer's so she wasn't she couldn't she didn't really make a lot more sense but this like she's in death and it's like the only unsettling part is that she would toss and turn a little bit and like say stuff that didn't really make sense right. so it's tough but it's i needed to sit with her yeah. but obviously it's emotional and i'd like i don't like showing my feelings so i didn't i net i didn't necessarily want anybody else to do that like and then i like but you know what that was emotional but i think i held it together a lot then and because nobody else was around like i had to take charge of like funeral plans like you were thrown into logistics mode yes yeah, so like she passed mm. away i had to go to the funeral home to uh, identify the body um pick up her her personal facts like? and stuff you know what it's so funny like when i said i sat with her i was emotional but i was fine like i wasn't a mess i went there and i was like okay i i, I told and jen's like well i want to go and i was like i kind of want to do this by my own she understood that like she understands that i'm not the most open person sometimes so it's like okay if you feel like you need to do this alone i'm like yeah so I went there and I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, I'm going to see her and I can tell them it's, it's fine. 
So I show up and they have um, they have her in kind of the viewing room, but nobody's in there. It's, it's fairly large. And the guy, he's like, um, she's in there. Uh, do you want some time? And I was like, I think I'm okay. Like, I'll go look. And I thought I was fine. I thought I was fine. And the moment I saw her dead, mm. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need a minute. And I just like bawled like in this, blame you. in this wide open like kind of ceremony thing I like and it was the first time that I couldn't keep it together like I was oh. like and part of me I think my subconscious knew that was going to happen and that's why I didn't want anything around anybody around and that's like I said maybe a problem I have but it was it's something I wanted to do by my on my own and maybe it's not like in seeing in front of anybody but like I don't know. I get I that's I, I get that though. That's yeah. kind of a private experience. Yeah, and I know, and and I understand Jen. It, it probably upset Jen a little bit because. Well, yeah, because I mean, I think the people who care about you want to yeah, get close she, to you and have you open up to them. Yeah, and she wants to be there with me to support me. Right. But I really want to make like I didn't like I didn't want to exclude her from that. But I'm like, this is something I would. I yeah. really, really want to do it on my own. And that may be a flaw of mine. I'm not saying that's a positive I, thing. No, I don't necessarily... I just think people need to understand... I think friends need to understand when people are like you. Yeah. Um, That the form of support is not necessarily the form of support they might think in their head. In other yeah. words, we might think physically going to you and like hugging and like yeah. being there is support. But in your mind, support is holding back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like you're me- showing support by saying... I'm here for you. I'm so sorry. Like, I remember yeah. when you told me that day, that was freaking insane. Cause I just texted you about trivia and you're like, not going to make it. Yeah. My mom died. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like you, like, like, I mean, like this is just clearly like, it's just very, it was just a very you way to say it. Yeah. But it's just interesting to me how we deal with things differently. Like we're polar opposites. Like I'm, yes. I'm someone who like, if I experience something, I'm texting people right away. I'm reaching out to people right away. But yeah. you're more like, you're way more private about it. Yeah. Um, And I feel like... There's some people I flat out didn't tell because I was like... Yeah. I'm not... Like, I tried to... Like, a lot of people I kept in the dark because I'm like... I don't know. I'm just a person that, like... Unless it's inevitable that I have to tell you that, I was mm. like, I'd rather just kind of... I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. It, it but I mean, you're... Per- like, I think... You're also the type to, it's better for you to come to us. Yeah. If you want to, like, prying, prying is just going to annoy you, you know? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. So it's important to know when to step back as friends. And when, like, it was, it's people that also, like, like, you know me, and obviously, like, Norm, good friend of mine who's on the podcast a lot, he knows me, like, and he, he he knows how to handle me perfectly kind of thing too because he's very much like he knows I like my space but he'll just say and like you do the same like anything you need I'm here yeah. sorry to hear it blah 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 like and like Bryant's Bryant like we've been best friends forever and he he definitely knows and he was kind of like he knows certain things he can say or th- certain things he can do that that basically are like because he's like I don't know. When Nikki passed away, she didn't have a lot around here, a lot of friends and stuff. Like she's, she kind of lost, was losing her mind for a little while. But he's like, I really, if it's cool with you, I really kind of want to have a lot of the boys together because like everybody loved Nikki, all my friends. Like she used to like, she was kind of the cool mom because she would like, she would let us drink at our place. She's like, I don't want you in the woods or like, 
she would like always like be playing road hockey and she would make cupcakes and bring them. Like she was like, everybody loved her. She was like the cool mom. So he's like, I kind of want to get all the boys together, have like kind of just like a little memorial amongst us and just like drinking stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to have people like you, people like Norm, people like Brian in my life because Maybe I don't know how to handle my feelings or express my feelings, but I, I have, get much better on it. Yeah. Especially but, like when I've come to you with stuff, how you respond is much better than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think my personality, a personality, I should say, but emotionally, I've tried to kind of tone everything back because I, I don't know, there's years of me being a hothead, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Assumption number two. Yes. You are hard to impress. <laughs> and I'm smiling because I kind of mean that. I kind of mean that in two ways. With people. Yes. But also like TV and movies. I think that. Yeah. I truly think that you are a true critic when it comes to watch. And But that could come. Do you think that that comes from podcasting? Do you view media the same way as you did before the podcast? I think so. Yeah. I think I've always okay. been this person. Just because. It's weird to say, but film is it's been such a uh, huge part of your life. Yeah. Like I I love yeah. film. I love it on different levels. Like I just I like a lot of people love movies. Like I love every, like I can sit there and like I love breaking down the score, the acting, uh the producing, the directing, like the All acting, the components. Like everything and like special effects. Like I love film, so yeah, I think I've always been a critic, like, and th- I think that comes from me loving different levels, like, of a movie. So, yeah. like, I a lot of people would be like, I like the movie, I didn't like the movie. I'd be like, I like this, I hate the score, uh, direction could have been better this way, but source material, like, I like. So, I think I've always critiqued stuff because when I'm like home and I'm not watching a show that or a movie I uh, um I need to do for the podcast or something, I'm like. I'm watching videos or reading articles about movies, like behind right, the scenes and stuff like right, that. So right. I think I've always been a critic at heart when it comes to movies ever since I kind of flipped that that movie-loving uh, switch in my mind. When I when I went from just loving movies as they are to loving everything about film and movies. So Because not everyone views it that way. Yeah. Like, not, not everyone can look at a film as all these moving parts. Yeah. You know? and I mean, and some people, they just like to be enjoyed by a film. I just, it, I love film so much that I, I dig deeper into it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Assumption number three. You are very responsible. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think I'm very I think you are. Um, I you follow think, diets? I do. I do. I follow diets, but I don't think I'm responsible. I'm, I'm still a kid at heart. Like, I'm still trying to break that lost boy mentality, I think. Um, interesting. I don't think I'm responsible. I don't I like. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I I live in my own mind. Well, I feel like you've been doing a lot of drinking lately. Yes, I love drinking. Now that I found a loophole in keto, I've been drinking a lot lately. But um, a loophole in keto. Yeah, I mean, I'm responsible to a certain extent. I think that's. I mean, I think that's. But actually, you're good. Like, like. Okay, I guess. I guess when I say that, I just, I just mean like, if I were to ask you out to something, mm-hmm. like to like a party or like a drinking situation. Yeah. Like you're normally really good with being like I got shit to do the next day I can't. Whereas yeah. other people, like me, for example, <laughs> <laughs> would probably try to push that. Yeah, because I always pick social things over. Depends on the importance. I guess things. I would say I'm 
mildly responsible. Mildly? That's pretty yeah. okay. Okay. Um it's easy to break your trust. Yes. Yeah, totally. I mean, that goes with I think like first impressions and stuff. Yeah, I think those two go hand in hand. Yeah, I'm kind of like I'm a person like if you break my trust, it's kind of Are you hard a forgiver? To... Like would you give second and third chances? Depends. I have. I tend not. I I'm very uh, This is actually funny. Um there was a while ago I was night after night like I I can hold a grudge. I can hold a grudge for eternity. Um but there was such a, a Sagittarius. <laughs> there we go. Um if you believe in that sort of thing. But um I was going through this phase, I think subconsciously my brain's like, you need to start forgiving people. And, oh, interesting. And I would night after night I would have dreams about forgiving people in my life that I've been. Oh really? Like legitimately like doing that. I think I have I I could probably I even know probably around the dates because I, I made a Facebook post that said like hey subconscious or I was like hey brain stop forgiving people in my dreams or I'm gonna give you a hangover you'll never forget but like oh my god I think it's like a coping mechanism but I think I hold so many grudges that my bot my my subconscious is like okay we gotta get rid of it can this be, it can be freeing to forgive somebody yeah but no it, it depends on I'm kind of the person that I don't necessarily and. I won't say people's names on here, but I won't necessarily forgive people, but I'll basically be like, I don't, I won't hold anger anymore. I'm just like, I'm just done. I'm done being yeah, mad. I'm just done. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. move on to your next friend or something. You piece of shit. Um, you have many guilty pleasures. Oh yes, of course. Um, what are they? Like, it's funny. All my guilty pleasures are kind of like entertainment related. So like, when it comes to like movies and TV, I'll watch like I'll some real like weird guilty pleasures. But guilty pleasures like vices in my life, I don't have too many of those. I, I'm a heavy drinker. That's not a guilty pleasure. You're proud of that. <laughs> you have a drunk podcast. Yeah, very true. But I mean, guilty pleasures. I it's kind of weird too. I there's a habit I have to break. Like Jen's very much like a minimalist, and I'm I grew up growing up like my grandfather and Nikki had like uh, an antique store, and from a very young age, it was like everything has a value like if you hmm. hold on to it long enough which kind of made me a pack rat i'm trying to like break that but like you you guys really don't have a lot of stuff no but that's mainly because two people in this apartment kind of forces in their hand but like i have a lot of collectibles like i still have like very old comics i still collect very rare comics like rare funko pops like there's a collector in me and i don't know if that's a guilty pleasure maybe it's more of a hobby but it's something I try to like not get too obsessive over kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Like, but I recently I've got into collecting rare comics and I need to break that habit. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The last one. I, I chose the best one for the last. Oh, here we go. The next assumption is you actually really love Kirk. <laughs> oh, shit. I said his last name. Kurt. <laughs> I'll bleep that. <laughs> Kerp. I really love Kerp. Deep down. No comment. You actually really, really like Kerp. No Kurt. comment. And that, oh God, I still want to do a Corey and Kerp podcast so bad. I know it's never going to happen. We've been on a podcast together. Oh, very briefly. I know. Which one was like that? It. The Comic-Con? Yeah, Comic-Con. Oh, let me tell you, in two years of podcasting, two close friends only being <laughs> on a fraction of an episode together is unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But that's that's all I got for you. Yeah, I mean, we kind of just scratched the surface of 
we shit scr- I can do. But this is what I mean. Like, yeah. you think two hours is like a long time? It's really not. No. When it comes but, uh, to like getting to know people. Yeah, I mean, like I said, a lot of a lot of my high school days, I got lots of stories for those. Uh, but Bryant is best to be on here. Bryant Top, stand-up comedian. Once again, doing stand-up, Bryant. And Thompson. absolutely friggin' hilarious. Yeah. And is your regular co-host. On uh, 90s Proof, 80s Proof. Uh, some ready or not. Back, some ready or not. Bring back Swayze. Uh, Jeez, that's good. a bad rap. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the soup. dudes on Dudikoff. Anyway, yeah, go over and talk to your reviews. Oh, my God. Uh, check out some episode, uh, episodes. Um, if you haven't listened, um, I mean, like, it's awesome. We've been doing this podcasting, uh, like Sarah started it, and it's been real fun. And I think uh, over at Reviews, we've turned out some really fun episodes. Uh, if you're not easily offended, go back and listen to me and Bryant and stand-up comedian Peter White talk about it. That one's really good. Um, it's so good but I mean we had some good episodes recently like I think two of our better episodes uh, just me and Bryant talking uh, we did one on the newest Halloween movie we did one on the newest Predator movie we kind of talk about our lives in those ones I think they're really good there's so many really good ones like go back and check those out some 90s proof listen to uh, newer episodes uh, I mean it's been kind of hectic and I don't think I've been doing as many movies as I like to but uh, well it's freaking hard because I mean listen like I just gotta show up prepare a couple questions for people <laughs> and meet them and interview them. But like, you got to like watch movies, watch TV show. Like there's a lot that goes into reviewing yeah. and recapping a movie. That's time. That's more time. It's more energy. It's I a love lot of doing work. It. I love doing it. So it's fun. Go over to our Patreon and maybe. Yes, if please. If you can't kick in enough cash, I'll be able to quit all my jobs and I'll get great. Maybe, maybe then we'll be on Luminary. Luminary, maybe, yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless we're not in their bed, but, or unless that caramel M&M's check comes through the mail soon. Finally, it's just delayed. Yeah, it just got lost in the mail or something. It, yeah. Now that I'm keto, I can't even, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I have You a, must cheat I don't. sometimes. Well, you can't. Come work. on. You can't. This is the end of the episode. Just tell me. You okay, ever, okay, I'll tell you. Do you ever ch- just sneak a little bite of something? You can't really because keto's not like most diets because it's all about keeping your body in ketosis. I got it right this time and then called ketostasis. Um, what do you it, mean you can't? You certainly can. No, because if I'm I, knock, such if a I knock myself out of ketosis, it's like two weeks to get back in there. So it's a diet that you really can't cheat on. Like you have to be strict with it. But you're you're liking it? I mean, yeah, I, uh, lost 20 pounds in over two months. So. That's pretty fucking good. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know, but yeah, <laughs> I assume that that's good. It is. Actually, it's awesome. Yeah, 20- and considering I haven't been exercising, like that's just... Diet. Oh, that's my dream diet, but also not eating bread. With- that sucks, but all the bacon you can stuff in your yeah, face. Yeah, people keep saying that, but the more people keep saying that, the more I'm like, I'd probably also get sick of bacon. I'm kind of there. Like, for a while, I was eating a half a pack to a pack a day, but kind of like that. But actually, those I was losing my most most weight when I was eating that much bacon. So get back on to bacon. That's it. Thank you so much, Corey. This oh, was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank we dug way deeper than I thought we would. I know. Well, you said you wanted deep. I mean, once you once you open that spout, it just it wants to go deep. You never yeah. go back. Um. Thanks so much, everybody. Subscribe to Intoxicate Reviews, please, please, and like check out. Is there anything coming up? Any, anything? um. Well, I don't have an episode coming up for this week, <laughs> but 
we have a few that are, are we're trying to schedule out. I will be joined by stand-up comedian Travis Lindsay sometime soon to do Jaws Three. We uh, ooh, that's that exciting. Schedule. Um, if any fans of uh, Half Cut Scene, which I do with Austin. Um, mm. We'll be doing Mortal Kombat coming up. and Video uh, games. Yeah. I mean, and if people like um, Crisis on Infinite Opinions, our comic book movie one, there's a bunch of comic book movies coming out in the next few weeks. So, Oh, hell yeah. There yeah. you go. Hellboy, Shazam, and Endgame. I don't know if I'll do an episode for everyone. And I may change the format up a little tiny bit. Ooh. but um, I think you got to do that sometimes. I've been thinking about doing that too. The Captain Marvel one's... Uh, like a prime example they're really like I love the conversation we have at the first I may do away with recapping the whole movie and just yeah. like yeah. I'm just like yeah it just, I think uh, it doesn't work for some and it, it, I don't think comic book movies I want to do it for anymore it's just it's just me saying what happened in the movie like yeah anybody knows my formula it's a scene by scene breakdown but it only works when you're really making fun of the movie if you enjoy the movie I don't know it, I agree yeah I think talking about like your favorite parts your least favorite parts what you liked and didn't like yeah. stuff like that so it's a work in progress i'm still trying to streamline the uh podcast so oh yeah yeah so the streamlining process mm-hmm. one is but thanks guys for listening oh i gotta grab your bell but yeah if you're if if you dig uh if you don't listen maybe and you you, you dig what i'm saying today go over to talk to your reviews check out some old episodes they're really good but um yeah, if you want to see me and Bryant do some terrible Boston accents, you can always... <laughs> yes! I got to add a link to that yeah, in the description we, of this podcast. Uh, me and Bryant uh, and Mike McQueen, uh, uh, we do this thing called um, Sarge and the Sox Fan. I'm in two episodes. Uh, I think there's, I forget how many there are, about 10 or so, but I'm in two of them. Um, also, uh, our friend Andre directs them, so they're really funny. If you want to see me do a t- terrible Boston accent, go over to YouTube and type in Sarge and the it's Sox. It's great fan. accent. You're really <laughs> good at the Boston accent. Yeah, it's uh, it's a stupid talent of mine because I do it around the house and drive people crazy. So I love it. Oh, no problem. But that's probably about it. This was great. My shit. Yeah, I can't believe it took you this long to get on. See, that was not so bad, was it? Yeah, I'm just going to uh, cry myself to sleep. Oh, it's intoxicated therapy. (laughs) Corey, do the honors. Oh, God. Um, Ring that bell. (laughs) (laughs) Three terrible. Right. Who do that? (laughs) 